1: Is the Migs cast? My name's Steve Migs. I am here with the Reverend infuego yes sir, and Glenn Cannon. <laughs> I'm hoping my voice. I'm hoping my voice can hold
2: out for this entire podcast, guys. Oh man, uh, you get your friend Dresher going on. What's what's happening, dude? I went to a hockey tournament over the weekend. Oh right, right. Yes, and as a
1: goalie. Uh, and players seem to like it so i do it um, i like to be the eyes for my defensemen so they don't have to worry about guys coming up from behind them ah. trying to take the puck trying to bump into them so i'm always like man on you man on you but i yell it so they could hear me cuz i got a mask on well i played 5 games in 2 days oh dude and i didn't i didn't slow it down and also had a lot of alcohol drank 5 <laughs> days worth of alcohol in 2 days so it's like my my voice was fine sunday night well I didn't talk a lot you know I went home and passed out woke up on Monday and it was like oh, a little scratchy but then as the show went on whenever I try and push it yeah and I thought about you and I think about other people because as a singer of a band singer of of window that's got to be the biggest fear.
2: It's, 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 it's always your voice. Like, funny for me when I'm out somewhere and, like, I'll party with you or I'll party right. with, like, Thrill or Castle. And then the next day I'll listen to Menjim Thrill's like, Hey, everybody, what's going on? I'm like, Oh, <laughs> you know, yeah. so That I'm, was my fault. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> well, I'm not going to. You know, claim responsibility, but how'd it go? How the how the tournament go? It was great.
1: Uh, it was. I um, so Friday night. What we do is we get drunk, we play drinking games, and we create uh, a team. It's called the draft tournament. So you don't go with a team; you go as an individual. But you know everybody. It's, we call each other our draft family, and it's truly that because you get really close with people. And and and. You know, when you spend all day in a locker room, cutting it up, joking around, getting to know each other, and it's a common bond of loving hockey, and then you learn that you you have a lot of similar interests, and at the end of the day, the most important part is nobody's a dick, so it's
2: like... That is important. Right, because in other (laughs) hockey
1: tournaments, you know, people are super competitive, and it's good to be competitive, but you don't have to be a douche about it. In this kind of a tournament, everyone's competitive because you want to give each other a hard time, you want to beat each other, but when the game's over... I'm hugging people on it's the other team. family. Yeah. Oh, it's like, oh, man, That's you guys so awesome, you deserve yeah. to beat us. Or they'll be like, you guys are the toughest. So, man, our first day, we had a great team. I, I wouldn't trade anybody in the world. I mean, I never had that much fun with a team in the locker room. <clears throat> Sorry. Um, but <laughs> we should have gotten him a water. I, it's I got, helping, I got tea. He's it's sipping not. bourbon He's over there. He's been chugging tea
3: all morning, and it hasn't <laughs> like gotten six better. Cups. No.
1: It, it, I have moments where it's fine. <laughs> And it's like, I got to like kind of have my voice in a certain, like, in a sweet spot. Otherwise, it's be completely- It doesn't
2: sound bad. I mean, it might okay. be physically painful for you to speak, but no, it doesn't it, it, sound bad. That's the weird thing. Nothing hurts. It's, oh,
3: you're cool then. Yeah, it's yeah. just every once in a while, you'll get a little crackle or he'll have to clear his throat. Right. But for the most part, it's fine. I'm just, like, even before, I was like, dude, are you going to be able to podcast? Yeah, everything's fine, like, physically.
1: Yeah but yeah right, it's it's funny like <laughs> sometimes i feel like i'm trying to push it and it's probably just maybe i should learn push to push it. it push it real good <laughs> Sorry. So, Anyways, I, I um, what was I saying? Oh, yeah, so we put together the team. No, that's going to be stuck in my head all day. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, baby, baby. Mm. Salt and pepper's here, and we're in effect. <laughs> <This is> scary. <laughs> I know this. Wow, mind. you know a lot of it. I just
3: know the, the hook.
1: <laughs> Coming soon. Steve doing mornings at Hot 1037. <laughs> um, so our team, we wind up like every game, we were so close, but so far away. Like First game, we tie. Second game, we lose by a goal. Third game, we lose by two goals. So we're 0-3, but there's only four teams in this um, tournament. So we still have a chance to go to the finals and play for the championship. Game one on Sunday, we win. 3-2. to I swear to God, I know what it's now like to win a Stanley Cup because it's what it felt like. (laughs) Oh, you guys just went berserk. (laughs) Dude, I mean, they were filming it. They're making a documentary, and I'm pretty sure the guy who had the camera on me when I ripped my mask off and I looked at one of my teammates, and I looked at either him or her—I can't remember which member of the team came over to me—and I just go, "Ah, f yeah!" and hug him. like I just like we just won the cup. It was amazing. It was like, and I think because we lost all those games, and we all genuinely enjoyed being around each other, winning was it made it that much better because oh, sure. it's like you just wanted to experience the joy of victory with this crew. Like, we loved each other by the end of this tournament. Like, everyone, we were all saying, we might not have, we wound up losing in the finals. Like, we went to the championship and we lost, but... Yeah, you
2: went to the championship, though, man. Yeah,
1: and it was a great time. Tournament was awesome. Met some new friends. Saw some old friends. Richmond, British Columbia is awesome. We ate some all-you-can-eat sushi, which put me in a
2: food coma. Oh, that sounds incredible, though. You get that protein (laughs) rush, like, when you first start digging in, you get that feeling of intense wellness from, you know, whatever it is about the sushi. But,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. And you got... Three, to, three games of hockey. So by the time you get there, you're hungry, you know? <laughs> and we ate so much that I'm like, I'm full. Like, I'm just in a food coma. I'm like, I'll be right down. Everyone's going to have a party at, outside the hotel in the pool or whatever. It's like 9 o'clock at night. I call my wife. I lie down. Uh, next thing I know, it's 2 in the morning.
2: I'm like, That's cool. And
1: I thought... I could probably find people, and it turns out I find out the next day that yeah, there were people still partying until like four a.m. <laughs> but like, nothing good's gonna come of
2: me starting the night well, at two in the morning. All you can eat sushi and power drinking. Yeah. I don't know if those two things are things well, you want to yeah, combine. You know, you know?
3: Yeah, rice you know? and booze that fits well, uh, really well together, right? Oh yeah,
1: absolutely. <laughs> and, nice you and you filling. were mentioning something before we even went started the podcast that your your the ALS show that you guys played. Yeah. You didn't start partying until four in the morning.
2: Well, yeah. Well, Jeez. I I went through cycles of, um, you know, it's, it's kind of nice up there at Vessel Wines and Ales. They don't they don't have liquor, which is handy for mm. a guy that may or may not have an affliction regarding liquor. That's a good point. So I was able to stay lucid and focused, and we had a great time and played a great show. And then I I took our the windowpane touring RV up. So, between that and the trailer, we were like, you know, 40-odd feet long minimum. Awesome. Um, (laughs) I think it would be, yeah, we're at least 40 feet long. So But everyone else was housed. And I'm like, okay, you know, I've I've had a couple beers, but I'm solid. And I'm like, let's get us back to Seattle. And we were giving Ryan uh, Castle a ride back in town. And I was like, dude, I'll take you right to your front door. I will take you right to your front door. He's like, no, I want to go where you guys are going. I'm like, all right, man. (laughs) So, we got down to our rehearsal space. And at that point, Ryan called out of the Uber. and was like, I'm going to call on an Uber. And he, he like, was done by Yeah, then. he wandered out onto First Avenue. Like Mark was like, I think Ryan needs a beer. Of course, I'm laughing, but Mark ran up the street, bought a six-pack, and then tracked Ryan down. Oh, and that's I just, awesome. They just found out as Ryan was getting in his Uber to try and escape us, Mark handed him a beer <laughs> in the Uber. Parting gift. I guess Ryan had to explain to him. he was like, it's not open, it's not open, because the Uber, Uber drivers looking at him like, dude, what are you, a lunatic? Yeah, you know? right. So, uh, But at that point... Um, The lady that runs our building, Jodie Opitz, she's she's awesome. She runs our rehearsal space. So, we kind of hung. She's got this rooftop lounge, and we hung there, and we had some drinks, and it was great and chill. And then, you know, I had to really keep an eye on it, because I knew I had to negotiate this aircraft carrier, Mm -hmm. you know, uh, later that night. So, I had a couple drinks, and then I kicked it into chill mode. The windowpane falcon. Yeah, big time, you know. Uh, May or may not have it where it counts, but um, yeah, so I finally got. It was Mark, uh, Mark Harris, and my wife. Uh, the three of us got back to my place finally around four a.m. And at that point, I was like, "Well, I think I'll have a drink now." <laughs> and we went till a little after seven. I remember talking with Mark, and he pointed at the skylight in my kitchen, and it was blue, and I'm like, it's oh, nice no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then even, even then, I got up the next day around 11 or noon. I mean, I just slept for a few hours, got up, kind of started picking up around the house, and Mark was passed out cold on my house. Oh, that's house awesome. Tawny was still in bed, you know, went out and cleaned out the RV. and Got stuff done. Yeah, you know. There's something awesome about the all-night party. Yeah, well, I wasn't hurting that bad. I mean, I really didn't get into my usual, oops, I accidentally on purpose killed a fifth of Jack Daniels. You right. I mean, it was like <laughs> mostly I was drinking Stella, and I did get a couple good pulls of whiskey somewhere. Someone uh, had some, I remember taking a huge pull off this it was one of those pints of Jack, and I was expecting the burn in the whiskey face, and none of that happened. And the cats that's I was standing dangerous, there, they man. looked at me and they were like, Oh, you really did want a shot? And I'm like, Yeah, you know, <laughs> and then immediately I could hear that long one. You know, like run away from this, right? Because this, this this only ends with you naked attacking a wall. Right. This trick You've is got called bad out decisions. Out yeah. Sounds like that's yeah. happened before, Glenn. No, oh, you know, yeah. It's like, how did you lose a fistfight with your neighbor's kid's big wheel? Like, <laughs> I don't know, man, but it had me. <laughs> Dude, we
1: created our own shot on Friday night. When I first got to Richmond, my my initial plan was I got I basically left work, went straight there, and I'm like, you know what? I'll get a power nap in. The party starts at seven. I'm gonna be fine. Well, I, I pull up. And couldn't ask for better or worse timing, but a group of all my buddies were all sitting in an outdoor bar that's connected to the hotel. <laughs> so they see me pull up and I'm like, yo, man! There's so much for that nap. Right. There's yeah. no way I'm going to be like, hey, guys, I'll see you in a few hours. So they're like, come on over. So now my buddy Nick, who we've had on uh, the podcast, Nick Fleehart, he's uh, one of the organizers of the Beer League Talk. Oh, he's a host of Beer League Talk, the podcast, and he organizes the draft tournament. He's like, Migs, come on, hang out with us. I'm like, sure, fine. So then we're talking about we should create a a specialty shot for the weekend, and he likes Mm. talking about poop. Like, that's... His podcast, poop even though is it's funny, a, man, it's a hockey Interestingly podcast. Interestingly enough, yeah, yeah, that mostly talks about poop. Um, <laughs> so he's like, "We should Stoolcast. Let's do a podcast. Uh, let's do a, a shot, and we'll call it the Poop Shooter." And I'm like, oh, "I'm like, Jesus, all right." But what should be in the Poop Shooter? So my first suggestion was, well, clearly Kahlua. Yeah, a good I'm, call. It's Kahlua I'm, and green. Yeah, because you're like Kahlua is brownish. All right, this is perfect. I don't <laughs> right. want Jaeger. Um, oh. So then he's like, "Well, we got to mix it with something." And I'm like, "How about Jaeger?" I mean, not, how, how about Fireball? Oh, oh, I was going to say Kahlua and Jaeger. Oh, oh my god, yeah.
3: anything in Jaeger anymore, <laughs> man? Terrible that's an Instant yeah. bad yeah. idea. I'm done with the Jaeger. the The last, sh- uh, the last real shot of Jaeger I think I had, other than like just someone shoving it in your face when you're too blasted to know. Anyways, someone said you should have a Starry Night. Which is, uh, Jaeger and
2: Goldschlager. Oh, <laughs>
3: not good. <sighs> Both like, of those shots suck. Yeah,
2: oh, on their own. Yeah,
3: put them together and it's worse. And here's, and here's the suck. question
2: too: Was it chilled or was it a room temperature shot? It
3: was chilled because be chilled. there was okay. a Jaegerator yeah. at the at the bar. Yeah. So, but that was like seven, eight years ago. No, no, that was when I was an intern here. So that was ten years ago. That was like when I'm like, you know what? I don't need Jaeger shots. You still anymore. have yeah. night sweats thinking yeah. about that drink. Yeah, man. yeah it's yeah. nasty.
1: Yeah, fireball really helped a lot of people wean off of Jaeger. Totally. I've noticed. Like, the people that don't want to do the hardcore shots, like myself, the fireball is a good transition the, the, away from Jaeger. Fi-
2: well, they're both those super sugary hangovers, so they're Because yeah. mm-hmm. um, God knows, I went through my Jaeger phase and still occasionally, like, people just see me and assume I'm going to want a double or triple Jaeger. <laughs> oh, or I'll course. get a rocks glass <laughs> that's Jaeger, and then they show oh. it some energy drink, and I'm like, oh, thanks. Mm, you know, yeah. and it's like, I can't fault the guy. He hung out with me six months ago, and <laughs> <laughs> I dug it back <sighs> then, yeah. Or last week, you know, or whatever, but. Uh, oh, I've i lost my train of thought. I'm really upset now, physically. <laughs> so Kahlua. So, so we got no, Kahlua and Fireball. Right. So, right, right. so the, the waitress comes over
1: and we're like, Hey, we want to do this shot. We explain to her. She's laughing at us because of the name. She's like, Okay, well, what's in it? And we're like, We need half of a Kahlua and half a Fireball. And I'm like, Well, we don't have Fireball. I'm like, Okay, what? Sin Fire. Did they have Sinfire? So sin then fire? she. Well, she goes, How about? What do you think about uh, Captain Morgan's Spiced Rum? And Ooh. I'm like, sure.
2: Rev and I just made the same not the face. Same.
1: Oh. Not the same. Not the same. Right. I was very nervous about that this. That stuff's
2: I, flavored gasoline. I fully
1: anticipated <laughs> to puke this shot. Like, yeah. I fully, and I, I kid you boys not. Was it, it okay? It was amazing. Oh, really? It was the most smooth shot I've ever had, and it had that nice aftertaste of chocolate. I bet the that Kaluna? Kaluna goes
2: really far. It sounds dangerous though. Like the hangover has to be epic. Oh
1: yeah. Saturday sucked. <laughs> yeah. Like I'll probably get audio of it eventually, but we did a podcast for the Beer League Talk podcast are you, and are you just crying the whole show. I'm or? just I'm I'm slurring my words. I can't like I didn't puke. I'm proud of myself for that, but because the last time we did it, I had to leave to go puke. Um, <laughs> you had to leave the podcast. Yeah, I just got up and left. Yes, like 15 minutes yes! into it, I left. That's great. And I never came back because I never stopped puking. Oh man. So, anyways, yeah, these shots were going down great. So the lady, we're like, "You're amazing. That's awesome." We're like, "What's your name?" She's like, "Hannah." I'm like, "We've prof- we officially proclaimed this shot, Hannah's poop shooter." And she goes, <laughs> "And she's no-, no joke. Not even missing a beat." She goes, "I'd really appreciate it if you did not call it that." <laughs> Oh okay. man, it was
3: awesome. So, poop shooter, that's the new shot. That sounds like something you could do just like any at any time. I mean, I don't know if you want to just go into a bar and declare we're having poop shooters, but, right? Captain
1: Morgan's uh, and Kahlua. Spice rum. The spice yeah. Rum. And I'll be honest, the, the bar that we spent most of the time at is a bar called the Shark Bar. And midway through the night, all the waitresses and waiters knew the poop shooter, and they were flowing. They were flowing all night. Like That was the shot. you guys
2: created a thing. Well, we had
1: like 60 people, and we're all doing shots of poop shooters. It was awesome. It was awesome. So much fun. We had a great night. Great party. It's funny you bring up Uber with uh, Ryan Castle, because then the the next morning, I had to take a a cab to the hockey rink, because I didn't want to drive, because I knew I was going to be drinking. I was like, you know what? Next time I'm driving is when I'm leaving Canada.
2: Right. Um, so,
1: get in the car, and everything's cool, and I'm in the back seat, and talking with the guy, and then I start, my, my sense of smell is not very strong, but it'll pick up some stuff from time to time. All of a sudden, I realized that this this cab driver quite possibly was using feces as deodorant. Oh, oh no. <laughs> I don't know what was going, it got so bad, I'm not even kidding, because even a He's couple- He's like, don't judge me, man, I live in this cab. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the thing is, he looked like he was, uh, nice shirt, I mean, like- it, I don't understand how he did not realize how bad he smelled. Maybe it was just beef and hard man. And He
3: just
2: couldn't, well, you know, couldn't hold it. it like, uh, was a consistent people, ten minutes. Like they, they have that. It's yeah. the unnatural, and like I've met really, really hot girls in the past that are kicking like chicken. Or like my wife would loan him clothes and be like, that shirt's now ruined because like some people just Weird. kick just out have the have that funk.
1: smell. They yeah, man. It.
2: It's not, yeah, it's not anything
3: like... Sometimes it's just something as simple as like their cuisine. Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah, yeah, and man. it doesn't even matter what it is, but if you yeah. just subsidize yourself on a certain thing...
2: Yeah, like it's... he eats alkaline batteries every day and <laughs> therefore... And yeah. uses poop deodorant. That's you know. right.
1: Well, we had an intern that had that issue. Oh, stinky? And of course, like... I have to be the bearer of bad news, and I'm the guy they who meets you. Well, <laughs> I, I typically tell everybody on the show, "Hey, if you got a problem with anyone, come to me. I'll filter it. I'll figure hey, it hey, out. Steve, man, can you? Uh... I'll do it more tactfully, or I'll try." And so, yeah, you know, a couple of people on the show, BJ, me, like I just got. I'm like, all right, I'll talk to him. And it was hard because he's like, "Well, what do I smell like?" And I go, "Well, here's the problem. I don't smell anything. I don't even know that you smell." So I got. You have me, the guy who has no sense of smell, trying to explain to you that you have terrible odor kicking out that other people are noticing, and this went on for days. Like he kept trying different things, and I think it was like what Rev's saying, like I I don't think it was possible for him to get rid of that scent.
3: And he was very like cognizant of it. Like he would come in because they they, the interns come in at the same hour I do, so four a.m. They're in here, and so he's sitting next to me, and he's like, "Rev, can I ask you a question?" And I'm like, "Well, yeah, hey, what's up?" He's like. Do you, you I like s- me? <laughs> did, well, do I stink, man? He, he's asked that before. But no, it was that. He's like, do I smell bad? And I'm like, I don't think so. And I just kind of get closer to him, and it's really awkward, because this was this was a very large guy, like like in stature and size and everything. Oh, and, you Sweetheart know, of a guy, too. Super uh, nice guy. Which right makes injured, it even worse. And yeah. a great intern. Oh, yeah. He did yeah. a great job. Yeah. He was amazing. And so he I'm like... a case like, of the stinks. And yeah, I just and like... And I go over like... Pig-pants. I'm like, well, not today... And he's like, "Did I ever smell before?" And I'm like, "I don't think I noticed it. I think I would have said something." Yeah, because at that point, I mean, I'm—I don't like going to do those confrontation sort of things. But when it's the interns and I'm there with them. I feel obligated to have to do that. Help him out too, if he's having
2: the fortitude to come forth and be like, "Brother, listen."
3: And yeah, exactly. And
2: I I just, I was like, I don't smell it, so I don't know. Smell like the carpet in my uncle's van (sighs) mixed with tears. Uh, (laughs) Did someone drop bong water on you, man? (laughs) It
1: so it got so bad that I actually rolled the window down and I had my head out the window like a
2: dog. (laughs) Well, wait—you're hungover too. Yes, I. Thought so I you're hung hungover over and you're trapped oh, with. Oh, right. Man. So I. You're lucky you didn't puke into your mouth. When he drops me off, right? one of the guys
1: saw me. Goes, dude, what was going on, man? You had your head out the window the entire. I could see you coming down the block with your head out the window like a dog, and I'm like, <laughs> I couldn't, I couldn't put my head back in there, man. It was like a freaking.
2: It was just like a cesspool of this funk. Hamster death. Oh, it's terrible. <laughs> so we got a lot of things I wanted to get to, man. It's the name of my metal project.
4: I'm in.
3: Nice. <laughs> right. I was hoping rev you'd join. Oh, I'm all about it. I'm yeah. playing
2: bass. Cool. Yeah. yeah. It's going to be great. We no all, drummer. We, we wear lederhosen yes. uh, nice. on stage and play only mini instruments as well. That's right. And we all have tambourines by our feet, and that's our drums. That's we right. just bang on them. That's right. It's death
1: metal. Yeah. Hamster yeah, we, we uh, have
2: hamster hamster, hamster, hamster death. We have death. a dwarf fiddler who sets himself on fire at the uh, climax of the show. It's, oh, a, it's incredible. Yeah, and we're all named Richard Gear in this band. It's <laughs> Awesome. <laughs> oh, oh, poor Rich. I know. You know. That's the rumor. The you're The odds stuck of with. that being true. You know, it's like, hey, thanks for all those movies, by the way. <laughs> like, who
1: had a worse rumor mill wise, Richard Gear for the hamster thing, or Jamie Lee Curtis
2: for being hermaphrodite? Oh, that's right. There was uh, accusations of... Uh, I right. think... Oh, neither well, from, from what she when I hear. at are some true. point come out and say, hey, look, when I was born... I don't, I don't know. I, was... I don't
3: even know. I thought that was like a Snopes thing that they totally like debunked that. Total but BS. I don't know
4: for
2: it sure. It doesn't help that she chose to wear her hair. You guys remember the movie True Lies with Arnold mm-hmm. Schwarzenegger? She oh, does yeah. That Dude, she's got an incredible body, but uh, for me, it was always she yeah. wore her hair too short and it gave her kind of a manly appearance. Like as if her hair had been longer, it would have helped. I agree. Because her agree. body, that, that strip tease scene in True Lies, and that's her. It's incredible. No, she's got a. a fun yeah. At least at that time, I'm. I don't know, i have not yeah, seen her
1: recently, but she had a bomb ass body.
3: Yeah. She's in the show Scream Queens, and she still looks good.
2: Yeah, right. Man. So, like, which, so, so, which, so which, yeah. which
1: label would you want? Which rumor would you want? I mean,
2: I think both of them got dealt a bad I hand. I think I'd go because Jamie Lee Curtis, you know, if you get past the BS, is still a super hot woman. I think yeah. Rich can sit there all day long and be like, I never gerbled. I never gerbled. People are like, yeah, right. Rich, come on, winks, man. Right. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Let me wings, babe. Let me wings. Yeah. Like, <laughs> But that's the thing, is she can be like, look, I'm a smoking hot chick, I don't care what you think, whereas Rich can deny it till the cows come home, or the gerbils come home, and, uh, (laughs) you know, it's like, yeah, okay, dude. So, yeah, I think if I had to pick, I think I'd be the Jamie Lee Curtis, man, because, you know... You don't need to deny it. You can just get undressed and be like, see? (laughs) Right. right. Check me out. I'm
1: in my underwear. Do you see any kind of bulge? No moose knuckle
2: here. I'll show you. (laughs) Um,
1: Yeah, we got a lot of things. We got to talk about Migs Fest. We got some (laughs) exciting things going on in the world of the Beat Migs uh, song that we're going to have to get to as well. Um, I did want to address what we left off with last week was that this week we were going to have an exclusive interview with the members of Pearl Jam. Remember I went to yeah. I went to the Gleason uh, how did movie all screening. That go, dude. Oh man, I texted you that night because I was like, Bro. you guys can't
2: see his smile, but he's smiling. He's got this big smile; it's great. Like,
1: it's the epitome of if anything could go wrong, it will go wrong. Oh of course. no! But not like, but. With a happy ending. Did you vomit on Ed or something? I did not. Ed uh, had like a weird poop deodorant that he was wearing, so I, I couldn't so talk weird. to him. And then uh, McCready was battling this weird gerbil issue. No, I'm kidding. Oh, I'm kidding. Oh, I'm no. kidding. So the Gleason movie screening, I've never done a red carpet affair, like where I'm going as media to cover a red carpet shindig where people And they didn't have a red carpet, they had a blue carpet because it was like the Gleason logo, but you know, it was still a red carpet thing where they had a row of media and then the celebrities were gonna walk by on the carpet and you got your microphone and you hope to get maybe one to three minutes with whoever it is. Mm-hmm. Like, Okay, so there I am. And, you know, they got a lot of people in the world of football. I've, I see like Marcus Truffaut, uh, Robbie Tobeck apparently was there. Uh, uh, a few other guys, uh, Jimmy Graham walked by, but he wasn't doing any interviews. Um, I wound up talking to John Schneider, which we did. Uh, we played on the BJM Migs, which was really cool. He was a super nice guy, the nice. general manager of the
2: Seahawks. I mean, It's always cool when you get that out of someone, you know. Yeah. Especially
1: because he was being pulled away. I could tell he did not want to take time to talk to me. Not because he was trying to be a jerk, but because he had, to, yeah, sure. he had handlers or not handlers, but people by him that were like, we got to go. And he's like, I told him I talked to him because he had to go talk to somebody else before me. He's like, I'll be back. And he came over. He kept his word. Damn. Put his, I mean, he kind of. That's put his, cool.
2: That's like, really cool. And
1: I don't know what it was. And it sounds weird, but like. The fact that like he grabbed my arm when he was talking, like there was like a certain like love. It was personalized. Right. Sure. Like, and it was awesome. And he was a cool guy and he very engaged and he was listening. And but yeah, I could tell as soon as somebody said, Hey man, we really gotta go, I said, I'll let you go. And he was like, Thanks, I appreciate that. Yeah. Like so I wasn't able to get like a picture, but it was still cool to interview him. And yeah. um, so then I'm like, Okay, Pearl Jam's coming soon. Uh when we left last left off I thought it was going to be Eddie and Mike. Then I heard through the grapevine that Eddie wasn't going to be there and it was going to be Mike and Stone. I'm like all right. That's fine. Still oh, you know, a yeah. still chance to talk to those guys about a movie that I think is very powerful. Saw Steve Gleason, the the subject of the film. Oh nice. That was pretty powerful just to yeah. see him and uh, be able to like make eye contact and him smiling and and hearing him talk through that machine was like kind of surreal, uh but very cool. And um <clears throat> His wife was there. A bunch of other cool people. One of my remember Joey Hollenbeck. Who we've had come on our show yeah. former Seahawk. Uh-huh. I didn't realize they played together at WSU. Oh wow! And he was just like, man, this is just heavy because he was a freak of nature yeah, physically. Yeah, totally. uh, It's but he's like, I had to be here. I haven't seen him in years, so it's kind of
2: it there's a lot of heaviness in that room. I'm not the biggest sports fan, but did you just say there was a Seahawk named Joe Hollenbeck? Yeah, like the last Boy Scout. I don't even remember the name. Do you guys remember the movie The Last Boys? I yeah. Do, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, Joe Hollenbeck with Bruce Willis. I just he was like Joe Hollenbeck. I was like, wait, what? I'm sorry. <laughs> wow, that, that's a deep cut, geek <laughs> reference. Please continue your story. I that's was impressive. just like, wait a minute, man. Joe Hollenbeck. Well, I'm a movie. I have a movie. I'm a movie freak. Yeah, I and don't, he don't remember the name. said Joe names. Hollenbeck, and I was like Joe Hollenbeck. I love it, dude. That's awesome. Yes, yeah, sorry. But continue, difference. please continue. That's uh, obviously Joey Holland, Joey right? Which is yeah. probably why he did that. He's like, man, because the last Boy Scout was a football movie, right? A <laughs> mm-hmm. oh, great one of the best <laughs> opening scenes. Oh my god! To a yeah, oh, the guy flips out and shoots people yes! up in the field. And, yeah! yeah, man, that was amazing. Yeah, and Milo, the villain, was awesome. And I know. love that movie. It's great. It's yeah. great. Okay. That was the movie where I first learned someone could you could kill
3: somebody by shoving uh, their cartilage up into their brain. Oh, oh yeah, those. yeah. The, I the, learned that in karate class.
2: If you touch me again, I'll kill you. Yeah. And yeah. the guy punches him in the face, and boom. <laughs> was that Damon Wayans? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. It was, uh, a, great, was, it was a, a great movie. movie Such man. a good movie. I got to go watch no, that I'm sorry, again. I didn't mean to derail Not you. A... Just You said Joey Hollenbeck, and my brain went, wait a minute, what? The podcast is a giant. The Mixcast is a giant derailment. Now that you've come along, Canon. You
1: know? <laughs> it made it even better. Um, so anyways, uh, so now I'm waiting, and then all of a sudden the movie people go, hey, just to let you know uh, the Pearl Jam guys were not doing any red carpet stuff. like, oh man. Dagger. So I'm like, well, son of a bitch, that was the only reason why I was here. I was so glad I got that interview with uh, Rob uh, Rob Schneider, John Schneider. <laughs> <laughs> you can do it!
4: Go Seahawks!
1: Got these hands off! Because I, I broke a lot of plans to make this happen. I would have been really bummed if I didn't... You could have been drinking poop shooters, man. I could have been drinking poop shooters <laughs> playing hockey. So, as I'm thinking, well, we should just call it. Vicky, let's just go because she was there to film it. As I'm about to leave, here comes Mike McCready. And I'm like, oh, there's Mike. And I was like, I'm not going to bug him because obviously they were running late Mm -hmm. because that's part of why they weren't doing it. And also in the back of my head, I'm like, you know what? At the end of the day, it would have been cool to do it, but I know why they're there. They're there to support their friend, Steve. sure, And not this Steve, (laughs) which would have been better, but no, but you know. So, I'm not going to get all pissy because they're not there to do an uh, interview. Sure, yeah. It's dumb. Uh, but I see Mike, and I'm like, I'm not going to bug him. He sees me, eyes light up, arms go open, like,
4: oh, Steve! Oh,
1: yeah! Comes man. right to me, gives me a hug, uh, and I'm talking to him, and it's a super quick conversation, just BSing with him, and uh, as I'm talking to him, I, I feel the presence of another person staring at us and smiling, and I'm not putting two and two together, but I see this guy, shorter guy with a beard. And I'm like talking with Mike and he's saying, hey, yeah, we're just here, you know, show support for Steve, excited about the movie, blah, blah, blah. And then it hits me. That's Eddie Vedder. Oh. Who's just kind of worked his way into our conversation. Just just because he's there with Mike. He's trying to figure out who is this guy that Mike is so excited to talk to. Damn. And now I'm like. Oh my God, now I'm not even hearing Mike. And I just, just like, wah, <laughs> wah, wah,
2: wah, 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 wah. It's just Michael Cree's listening to this, like, wow, thanks, man. <laughs> I know, I know. <laughs> and so I couldn't, I didn't know what to do, but like,
1: Ed's like, couldn't, like, he just came off this presence of a really welcoming, nice guy. So I, I go, hey, man, I'm Steve. It's nice to meet you. And he puts Santa, hey, man, it's nice to meet you. Yeah, you know, I don't know how he sounds, but he was just like, ah, nice to meet you too. But it was like, whoa, this is crazy. So then I go on Twitter later on that night because I'm like looking at the hashtags because Gleason, the movie, was retweeting some of my stuff. And I see uh, Linda Cohn from Como. She was there, uh, like a lot of media, and apparently filmed my interaction with Mike. like oh, Because what she was really filming was Eddie Vedder just showed up because mm-hmm. I think they were all a little pissy. Uh, the news outlets because a lot of them were I could hear their teases that they were setting up in just a little bit. We're going to be talking to Pearl oh, Jam. Oh,
2: and they got a swing and a miss on that. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Right. Yeah, okay. So here is my exclusive interview with Mike McCready of <laughs> Pearl Jam.
5: Good to see you, How are Mike's Good. So excited about this day? again. And, uh, you know.
1: There you go. That's the exclusive <laughs> interview with Mike McCready. <laughs> Eddie Better from Pearl Jam.
2: Man, you know, uh
5: Pretty good, really right?
2: some touching things were covered there. Um you called me you brother. Know, I was very engaged. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wait, 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 wait. Let's do that again. Let's okay. See, again and
5: uh, you know.
2: And yeah, you
1: know. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, only me and him are going to know what that you know was. And Eddie, our See, friend Eddie. The-
2: there's there's no cameras in here, but if you can picture me as soon as Rev pressed play on that audio, I shoved my headphones against my ears like, oh, I can't wait to hear this. And it was just and it's over. And These two guys are sitting here laughing at me. Hey, I didn't oh, even you didn't know me, me, Oh, you didn't yeah, know either. No, yeah. Oh yeah, I was all like, oh, I can't wait to hear this. I'm
1: shoving it on my headphones, man. I know we, we we don't have all the time in the world to play this interview since it's so long, but one more time in case anyone <laughs> missed it. Good. See you,
5: brother. Thanks. Good. Good. So I'm excited about seeing this again, and uh, you know. <laughs> all right,
1: <laughs> and then right around that point is when I shook in Eddie's hand. So at the end of the day, I was like, oh, and, and that night I was kind of pissed, like, because <laughs> oh, oh, I'm like, no. gosh, man, that sucks. Right. At I least got to meet, was that the first time you ever met Ed? And that's what it dawned on you me. Got to meet Ed, man, I, that's cool. So the drive home, I'm like, all right, I got so pissed, I was like, I need comfort. So what do I do?
2: I go food, to Dick's. Food. Yeah. yeah. Dick's Deluxe Chocolate Shake, some of greasy fries. Close. I got a Deluxe Two Orders of Fries. Yeah. yeah, yeah you love those fries. Usually <laughs> I get a strawberry
1: shake, but I was like, I need to watch out for my figure. Do you rock the tartar with the fries? I don't need no tartar.
3: Oh. Those fries are, are perfect. Are you with me linear. on that, Rev? I, except I don't like Dick's Fries.
2: Uh, I will just straight up get that's two just, Deluxe. It, potatoes and grease, man. Exactly. potato <laughs> skin. No, they're floppy fries.
1: I like that. I'm not down with floppy <laughs> fries. You like your fries hard. (laughs) I do. Yeah, stiff and crunchy. Mm -hmm. You like some hard and throbbing fries. Yeah.
2: (laughs) (laughs) All right. (laughs) Now they're all a little bit aroused. Go ahead and continue.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So I grabbed the bag. I'm sitting in the car. I'm about to drive back home. And I'm like, man, I got my dicks. I'm feeling pretty good. And then it hit me. I'm like, I just met Eddie Vedder. That is awesome. Like, it went past. I was like, you know what? Yeah, I didn't get a picture. Who cares?
2: I didn't get the interview. Bummer. But who cares? Yeah. I got to meet Eddie Vedder. And he I was had a warm and welcoming and a nice. Like, I told you the story about me meeting him at GC, and everyone right. was all gacked, and I was just like, dude, what can I help you out with? He's really friendly, nice. That's yes. cooler than a picture. That's cooler than, you got, You got a moment. That. Yeah, yeah, dude. you got a and moment. And not, ha- not only
1: did I get to meet him, he weaseled his way into our conversation. Ah. <laughs> and by weasel, he just kind of stood there and smiled.
2: Dude, it, it would have been great if you were on top of your game enough to just kind of Shoulder him out so he could keep talking to Mike. Yeah. Hey, like, hey man, just give us a second. Because you I, know that never yeah, happens yeah. to him. He probably would have died laughing. Uh, hey <laughs> sir,
1: can you give us a second? I don't know if you're here to meet Mike or me, but
2: give us a second. Just give us a second. You got a Pennacan bar? I want to get Creedy's autograph. <laughs> you know, but if you you know if you were on top of the you know on top of it enough to do that, right. I bet he would howl with laughter. You I know feel I like mean? it, man. He I bet a- he would. You know. But. Excuse me. It was Whoa. awesome, dude. It was so awesome. That's great. Dude. I finally
1: met Eddie Vedder. That's cool. Sorry was so it then.
2: wasn't what you were hoping for, but still, man. I mean, that's that's a cool thing. It's a great moment, you know?
1: Right. That's <laughs> when I had to realize. I'm like, it wasn't what I was expecting. It wasn't what I thought it was going to be, but that doesn't mean it wasn't good. Yeah. And so as soon as I I, I dismissed the expectations and just thought of it as, what if I was just out at a movie theater? No anticipation of any interviews. I had no video crew. I had no microphone, and I was just going to a movie, and I run into Mike McCready, and he remembers who I am, makes it a point to come to me. It's mm-hmm. awesome. And, the,
2: yeah, that's incredible. Dude.
1: And his buddy, who now has become our third wheel, <laughs> 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 a.k.a. Eddie freaking Vetter, sees us talking, works his way into the conversation, granted a very brief conversation, but I wasn't going to hold them up. They were late. And, and is... Not only just there, like not looking annoyed, but he's smiling. Like, yeah. hey man, what's up? Oh, and so and cool. you have to figure. So cool. I
2: mean, you know, as friendships go, if mm-hmm. you imagine that just parallel friendships, but I you, there was, I'm sure there was a, hey man, so who's that guy? Because obviously Mike knows you and's happy yeah. to see you. It's like, oh dude, you know it's my buddy Steve Meggs. He works over at KSW. He's a great guy. Yeah, oh, right on, man. And now. You know, you know what I'm saying? Like, oh, I agree. I, I'm sure that conversation happened, and now- Mike it, gave the rub, even though it was a different yeah, kind of rub, if, he gave the rub. if you cross <laughs> his path again, I bet he's going to, hey, man, how are you? That'd be cool. Well, yeah, that's how friendships spiral out. Very true. You know?
1: And I was proud of myself, because I was like, not once did I think, hey, man, maybe I should talk to Mike and be like, hey, bro, I came here because I thought I was going to- You know what I mean? I didn't pull anything. Fa- and I saw Stone. I didn't bother him. I wasn't going to bother any of those guys. Yeah. Like, it, if Mike did not come up to me, I wouldn't have-
2: Said one word to him because I was like, "This is not, not going to be that that's guy." Cool. Obviously, he thinks the world of you, man. That was very and, you cool. Know, it's, it's Mike McCready. He's a prolific guy. He's involved in all kinds of cool charities, and yeah. you know, he's an amazing guitar player. And he went in there and he, you know, it's fantastic. He
1: introed the movie. Oh, that's uh, so cool. which was very right cool. On. Him, him and Ed were sitting, standing next to each other, but Mike did all the talking. Mm-hmm. And this was the moment where I was like, "I'm proud. I'm not the." sleazeball media guy because as they're walking out and I know that their time is limited they were going to some other like there was like the screening but then like the friends and family of Steve including Steve and the band I think they were watching it in a different theater because it was packed and I think it was just like it's logistically it made more sense I think or maybe they were going elsewhere Mm -hmm. I don't know what the deal was but they came out of the theater or maybe they were going to go back in I was going home so I don't know Um, (laughs) as they're walking out Ed's walking out and one of the news reporters gets right up in his face and he's like hey man can I just get a quick couple minutes can I say you know, picture and he's got his camera out and he's got his microphone and I'm like gosh man
2: that's just well. That's the challenge. You, you just you cross know, the line. If you act up one time and say, "Dude, please get out of my face," that is now oh. it's a TMZ but thing at that every point. Every single time you go, "Sure, man," you know I really have to take a piss and my child's at home with 102 fever, but go right ahead, right? Because you're not a person anymore. You're something else, and it's really that's I think we talked about that a bit last show, but it's yep. sort of an unfair thing, and mm-hmm. I'm. You know, that's the bummer of it. It is. The reporter's just trying to do his job, and is also probably very excited. Sure. But, you know, that's also a human being that... And that's the challenge. The minute you go, dude, please give me a break. Oh, you're the biggest ass in the world. Yep. But every mm-hmm. single time you go ahead and take that bullet, you know. That, no, that's, you're right. Yeah, dude.
1: I, I was just like, come on. And then luckily, they had like a security person that kind of was like, hey, man, not right now. And it was funny because right after that, Eddie grabbed his trucker cap that he had because he was dressed in like a sports it coat. Down over his. Put it right over his head, and he's like, "I'm done." You yep. could tell, like that Gotta was check like, out. I did not need. And honestly, like even with John Schneider, the interview that I did with him, it was all about. Gleason in the movie. I threw in a silly Seahawks question at the end, like what former Seahawks do you use is your favorite? And he's like, I can't answer that. But since Marcus Trufant's hovering behind me, I'll say Marcus Trufant, <laughs> nice. yeah, Which sure. was cool. But yeah. like I I mean, sure, I could have probably grilled it because it was like right before training camp started. He just signed a deal, Pete just signed That's a deal. It's not while you're there. But I was like, yeah. I I don't I, nobody told me I couldn't, but my gut and me, as a human being, said, "This is not the time to yeah. be about that."
2: You're, you're a respectful and decent human being. This is about yeah. the Gleason you pay attention film, to the surroundings, yeah. and like the, yeah. just the air, which is, which is rare, it's rare these days. Right, yeah. It's rare these days for someone to not, you know, be completely well, self. Right, right. It wasn't a screening Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah man, yeah, yeah, It wasn't a screening for Spaceballs or something like that. You know, right? it was a screening yeah. for a movie which about. A- I heard they're making
3: a sequel. Is that true? I I've heard that for ever since they started doing the new Star Wars. Like everyone's been saying, I, you would, need to I would I would be this. at that film.
2: I would be at that film.
3: Man. I don't even know. Like everyone's saying that is Schwartz going is to be alive. Yeah. Like, yeah. and I mean, they make reference to it in the original Spaceballs, so everyone's just assuming <laughs> since they've made new ones. But at this point, it's all rumor mill. I mean, Mel Brooks is like, like eighty or ninety
2: years old. That's okay, man.
1: You got to bring <laughs> okay. Rick Moranis
2: though. Yeah.
1: Rick Moranis, he
2: stopped acting. I know, but do you think he'd come back for that? Dude, he can stay behind the helmet. Who's gonna know? Maybe. You know.
3: Maybe because he he did it because he wanted to raise his kids. Right. And his kids are grown now. So and he And his could wife go have back. an
1: ailment or something. I I, I might be. passed away. Yeah. And That's So that was why, why that, he huh? Yeah,
3: that was why he stopped acting uh so he could help raise his kids because he had he had enough money at that point. Yeah, sure. And so I think he
1: maybe is doing voice stuff or maybe he just is kind of like, well, I'm kind of dumb. Isn't that amazing? Now. Like we just all, I mean, I don't know about you guys but when I first heard that was why he stopped at, I, I just assumed that oh, he's just not able to get a gig. Which yeah. I thought was crazy because I'm like, he was in some of the biggest
2: movies of the '80s, Sp- you know, Spaceballs, Honey, go- I Shrunk the Kids, Ghostbusters, oh, Ghostbusters, yeah, yeah. And I'm like, wow. Well, you think about Broderick, right? Like, I mm-hmm. for a long time I assumed that Matthew Broderick just dropped off because he was in like Biloxi Blues and of course Ferris Bueller's Day Off, mm-hmm. and, right? You know, Election. It, every once in a great while you get a Broderick film. And it's like, I wonder what's up with that guy. I must have just followed. Maybe he can't get work. Turns out he's like one of the biggest actors on Broadway, and he was like, man, yeah, I'm gonna go act on stage. I enjoy that more. is that mm-hmm. awesome? You know. We're all thinking like, Oh, his career must be over and meanwhile he's over there like, I'm just counting my money, doing what I love, but you know, thanks. Yeah. <laughs> well, know? I
1: did mean, talk to my wife and we like to talk about like if we won the lottery, she's like, Would you still work? I'm like, Hell no. But I would do a podcast for sure. Yeah, sure, I would find another creative
3: outlet, but it would be one of those where it's on your own terms. Yeah, right. Like,
2: Neither of you guys would get up at 3 a.m. anymore. No. I've got a feeling. No, F-
1: no. <laughs> oh. I'd be mean, like, you
2: guys, you want to do the mixcast? Sure thing. You got to come to
1: my See castle. It Glenn's at three. <laughs> right. Yeah. Come over to the castle. I'll raise the moat. I'll raise the drawbridge. I'll lower the drawbridge down so you can cross the moat. I love that he's gonna have a castle. Oh hell yeah! If I'm a multi, 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 multi millionaire, you bet your sweet ass I'm gonna have yeah, I been if <laughs> I
3: would have been the one person who won the $478 million. Da-
2: yeah, it would be an island at that point. What happened to Glenn? Ah, boiling oil over at Steve's place, yeah. man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Forgot to turn off the alarm, you know? <laughs> Steve's employed Glenn to basically- Rev had the wolf's head out in the front yard, just totally freaked Steve out, man, you know?
1: Where's Glenn? But He's living in Steve's castle. They podcast together, and then when they're not podcasting, they go down to this lush- They took London Bridge Studios and moved it into his castle, and they just write records.
2: <laughs> they keep Plum chained up down there and make him engineer everything. No. <laughs> Which is a great segue to <laughs> what is going on yeah. right
1: now with Glenn. Oh, man. Glenn A has been an amazing addition to the to MiG's cast. Thank you. But holy smokes, he just made something amazing happen that we would
2: start off as a joke conversation that's now going to be a reality. You can't As, you can't joke with me cuz I'm tenacious. I'll just try and make things happen. You yeah. guys want to go to the moon? I'll We're start just making in here, calls. Like sort <laughs> of get brainstorming. Get yeah, Not no. even really. I mean, it's just like like you
3: said, just joking around. Like, "Oh yeah, we should have to do this and do that." And then Glenn's like, "Okay, yeah, we can do that.
1: We can do that." And you're like, "Wait, wait, wait. What?" <laughs> and then I get a call and he's like, "Hey, what are you free on this day? I got the time plotted out. So, um, I don't know if you could grab it off the system, but uh beat makes the song uh, yeah yeah yeah, Um it. which is basically me singing poorly over pearl jams version of the dead boy song sonic reducer it was a song that they released as one of their christmas singles i still have the vinyl somewhere i think um back when they had the 10 club uh christmas singles and it, i think it was the second one they ever put out uh like the second christmas that they were doing these and this i've always loved the song Many, many, many years ago, we did. Um, we had a guy, uh oh, man, what band was he in? He was in a band that was pretty
2: big at the time. Uh, point One. Oh, yeah, dude. Who was the guitarist? Uh, well, Adam Stackpole and then. Um, like Darren or. Uh, Darren, Darren Howard would have been the bass player. Okay, maybe it was Darren. Um. I go, oh my God! Because I'm remembering Fiasco, and for some reason, I think I haven't had enough coffee, and my brain is not calling up Point One's guitar player after I think Adam it was- Stackpole, and I feel super bad because he's a friend of mine, uh. Uh, and I'm really brain farting. I've, I've, uh, oh, Keith Wright. Keith Wright it was, was the guitar then. player. Okay, Darren Howard would have been Point One's bass player. Okay. I, I since believe, Jump Street. Mm-hmm. I believe it was da- I, The name Darren.
1: Did you do a recording thing with him? No, he he would do some random bits and stuff. And we actually got him, a, if it was him, I could be wrong, but I believe it was him. Got him gigs doing stuff for other radio stations across the country.
2: He now works out of uh, various studios down in LA. So I'm thinking that's Darren Howard. Okay. Man. yeah. So Awesome human being. I yeah. miss him. Great guy. Really cool guy. And he looks the part like he's a rock
1: star. Oh, yeah. Okay, Dave, yeah. yeah. I think it's him. So he did a version of back when we worked on uh, when I worked on Andy Savage. He did a song we didn't we couldn't do beat the producer at the time because of uh, well the company I work for now threatened a lawsuit if we use that name, which makes sense. It's Radio Wars. I get it. So we changed it to lick the producer. <laughs> so gross, my man. I agree.
2: <laughs> and he, you got him licked. That's not what we
1: mm-hmm. meant. <laughs> and he made a jingle to the tune of Sonic Reducer. Right. So, I always loved that. So, when we came over and I decided, BJ's like, hey, we should do Beat, beat the Producer. And I'm like, he's like, we, we got to come over. I wanted to make it pay homage to the old way. Yeah. And try and find as much stuff that still gave a nod to the old version. But I'm like, you know what would be funny is if I sing it, and I'm like, I'll just sing it over Pearl Jam's version, because that just sounds ridiculous. And that's this.
3: Do you want the longer or the shorter? The longer. All right. and right. Let's play Beat Migs.
1: I will beat anyone that calls in to play the game. So many more I am smarter than you. Uh, I'll make you look lame. 60 I seconds on the clock. Eddie, You're going down I'm going to rock. Beat Migs. I'm not the producer. Oh, beat Migs. You're a loser just started going into my bit there. <laughs> I, I did the role. Yeah, no, like, instinctively, know it's instinctively like yeah. Pavlov's dogs. Well, I mean, for, for a while now, I'm like, all right, maybe it's time to see that turn into something. And Glenn and I were joking about it. I'm like, because of Live Day, when we did Live Day, everything was performed live, and Glenn was the conductor, the maestro from, for everything that happened musically on Live Day. And you guys performed the backing music to me singing over it. And I'm like, well, shoot. That was cool. Yeah. Because Except for,
2: I think that was when I dropped the F-bomb that day. Which was also cool. Because Castle was running that room. <laughs> yeah, I blame Ryan that. Castle. Ryan was running that room and was uh-huh. giving us no cues. He was just big smile and probably half in the bag, even though it was 8 a.m. It was you that guys kind of day. doing great. And so all of a sudden there's dead air, and we all look up like, mm-hmm. what's happening? And Ryan looks at me and goes, you're on. And I went, oh, uh-huh. You know, and then you hear this, oh, and you hear a BJ in the other room. Oh, there it is, the first one of the day. And it was me. Which is awesome, <laughs> but the second one of the day was Ryan. But uh, yeah, that that's that'll always be my memory of doing that with you on live days, and I dropped the f bomb. <laughs> that was awesome, and I didn't say it quietly. I mean, no. I dropped no. yeah. it yeah. We because heard it. It was like oh f. <laughs> we got to start playing, and we're not ready. Yeah. Oh yeah, dude. Still <laughs> so I was sorry like, oh, about that. that was cool. Still sorry about that.
1: And I remember I was talking with, with Dave, our boss, and I was like, Yeah, I think it might be time. We don't need that line. I'm not the producer. I think we've kind of established that. Switch to beat Migs when that right because right, it yeah. used to be beat the producer something something beat the producer you're a loser and, and it was like okay I think it's time to switch up the words but I'm like if we're gonna do all that we might as well do it big and we joked about it like where are we gonna do this and I was like huh, you know I don't know if we could get a studio to help us with this and so what did you do Glenn?
2: <laughs> well we we kicked around some stuff and um, you know a part of it really is one of those things is like doing this podcast I mean I knew Steve was a Pearl Jam fan but I didn't know how big of one he was so I thought well you know we did the new windowpane record up at London Bridge and and Jeff and Eric and John, Jonathan, um, are just awesome guys and I was like, man, I wonder, you know, since since 10 was cut in there and all these great records are Mother, cut in Love there. Mother Love Bone, um, Candlebox, yeah, um, Alice, I think Dirt was cut in there. Yeah. yeah, just legendary records. I'm like, I bet Steve would love the chance to go in and track at London Bridge. (laughs) And I was like, I wonder if I emailed, you know, Jeff, Eric, and Jonathan. They're the owners and they're awesome people. They treated us so well when we were up there. I really, you know, it was a great experience. And I got wondering if we hipped them to what we were doing and just explained, hey, you know, we're going to film it, we're going to document it. If we can just come up and give us one day. And uh, Jonathan Plum got back to me uh, about. 48 hours after I sent the email, I was like, dude, I would love to. Ooh. This sounds awesome. And we started kicking around dates. So basically, London Bridge Studios is comping us one day to go in and track the new Beat Migs theme song. What the crap? Um, right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh my and God. we're, we're going we're to have... video it. We're going to film gonna it. We're going to film a documentary. It's going to be a music video and documentary. Straight up, for, man. Yeah. Yes, for
1: for oh a one God. minute long song. Oh, and no. Let's not forget, at, we'll get to this eventually. It's all going to come to fruition because that that song is going to be performed at MIGS Fest.
2: Oh, yeah. Wait, whoa, whoa, what? Oh, yeah. We'll oh, get yeah. We're going to do that. Well, that, that's what... what the. And the other thing, how long is the Pearl Jam version? Because I'm thinking we do the full version, and then we have... <laughs> oh, my God. Get oh, I'm not even Steve. kidding. If we're going pre- to perform it <laughs> yeah. live, let's jam. Okay. But um, let's let's cut the full version and then have an and then edit. Do, and then do, or we uh, can track the short and track the long, whatever's yeah, easier for Jonathan. Yeah, however they but want to do it. Yeah, London Bridge is going to... We'll definitely you know. do our our
1: one-minute long version, mm-hmm. and then I, I'm sure our production guy will chop it down. Because so, like on Monday through Thursday, we keep it kind of short, because yeah. we don't want to overkill. Sure. But then on Fridays, we play that version that yeah. we just heard, because it's like, all right. But I'm thinking, not only am I going to sing, but I think you should sing too. Oh, I'm in. I'm totally it's in. It's almost going to be a duet. Like, huh? like, like, I'm Ebony Lita Ford. No, I'm Lita all Ford. big time. He, side by side on your piano nice. keyboard, baby. Or, yes, yeah, I mean, you could be Michael Jackson and I could be, was it Phil Collins? Paul McCartney? Or Paul McCartney. Paul McCartney. McCartney. I don't think
3: it was <laughs> Phil Collins. I think Phil sticks to the drums. He <laughs> 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 sings. Oh, yeah, sorry.
1: Um. So, yeah, like, they'll be, like, kind of like one, you do one, like, you know, it could be instead of, I will beat everyone, it'll be like, he will beat everyone. And uh, they're calling the clock. Yeah, yeah, now yeah. I'll be like, I am smarter than you. I'll make you look lame. And then maybe like you go sixty seconds on the clock. Oh, yeah, you're yeah, going. Forth, and then that'd you'd be, be like, cool. And then you'd be like, oh. you're going down.
2: And then I'm like, and I'm gonna rock. Yeah, beat on. Migs. And then you could be like, I'll do a high harmony or something on the beat Migs part. Or I can do the answer to that. Yeah, right. And then i will be like, beat Migs. Like we all do that. Rev you too if mm-hmm. you can make it down to the studio. And then you'd be like, don't be a loser.
1: And then beat Migs. And I go, you are a loser. Yeah, kind of, that way. It I'm in. He's yeah. got a plan.
2: I love his plan, dude. Oh, yeah, but it's great. This but we gotta brainstorm together. some more lines and I want to get yeah. your, your take into that. Uh, it, it's gonna be a ball. It's gonna be really, really cool. That's we are gonna insane. have
1: a highly like like Pearl Jam quality produced
2: version of the beat Makes well, you gotta, gotta so. imagine <laughs> dude, dude when when Jonathan got back to me, <laughs> oh um my god. uh when Can Jonathan, we get McCready to do the solo? Yeah, Let's right. Let's ask him. I'm not even kidding. Let's oh ask him. Oh my god. If you hey, can, you ask you him, me? What? just well, ask him. I
1: know, that'd be
3: hilarious. It just goes to show like what you just said. It's just like you throw
1: it out there. You might as well. Why the worst not? you could say is no and no harm. I don't mind if you say no. Not like we're going to be like, F you guys. You guys are yeah. the worst. Yeah, well, that's it. like... You
2: go into it with no assumptions. I yeah. was like, hey guys, you know, just what are your thoughts? And where are you?
3: You're in the exact same place you were. Yeah. Why like, not try? It's... So, yeah, exactly. I mean, but that's just a good lesson Getting on that to text,
2: one. When, when I got that email back from Jonathan, getting to text Steve and say, so dude, it's odd. I got us London Bridge. <laughs> 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 you yeah. know, and his dude, reply was odd. just like, yeah, it was like a series of and, uh, expletives and exc- exclamation It's just like, dude. What? Oh God! You know, just yeah. It was rad. Like you know, just getting to send that text. Oh,
3: it's amazing. Put me in such a good mood. So cool.
2: Yeah. And it's gonna be fun.
1: It's like the most. It's. I mean, yeah, who else gets to record at the same place that Pearl Jam recorded for a jingle for their morning show? You know what I mean? Like, that is cool. That's historic, man. It's going to be, and the video is going to be great because, I mean, obviously we have a lot of people who listen to our podcast that play an instrument, that know about London Bridge Studios. You're going to get a peek behind the curtain. Yeah, You're going to see the whole process. It is a great
2: place. And honestly- The history. The the history of that place- that that vintage Neve consoles literally why window pane went there we, yep. we were looking at a couple different studios f- famous studios and we chose London Bridge literally for that console we, tony tony our guitarist literally just started looking up records he loved looking up records he loved. Yeah. i mean just looking them up looking them up looking and 97% of them were done on a on a Neve or a Neve clone you know so that was why we went there and then I, you know i got to say like uh, jeff eric jonathan just so Gracious, so nice. The the yeah. house engineers there were so they treated us so well. It was like making a record at your house with your family. That's so cool. Um, so I, as far as vouching for London Bridge Studios, I just got to say, if you're thinking of doing a record, um, take the time and pop in there. Those guys are so good at what they do, and they're such nice people. And it's a great facility. It's a killer place. And just man. to be a part of that energy, a part of that history. Oh, I mean, yeah.
1: well, I, I, we got to figure out a way to work. Even if it's just one piano hit, I need to be able to say that I played the piano, <laughs> that Andrew Wood played the that's, piano. Yeah, on, that's on the, this song. the That's the. And the it's Chloe. just there.
2: Yeah, that, it's there. Oh, that's great. the piano that's on the more I run. So
1: you will have to show me how to play the piano,
2: even if it's just one note. I'll get Sean, too. He's better at it than me. That's Sean's fine. like our Dave Grohl. He can sing and play guitar, <laughs> he can play drums, he can play piano. He's probably having sex with my wife. Sean Morrison's <laughs> like the does guy. does everything. <laughs> like maybe during <laughs> yeah. the whoa part, I just go blah. Oh, dude, we can, you know, uh in the, uh, you know, because it's just, a I'll teach you some basic root chords and get you yeah. like, do, honestly, it could just be like this old track on that intro that, that, like, when it goes dinner and I go bum bum yeah. and that's it. Oh yeah, dude. Yeah. You know, it's funny. We were at. I think we were doing Ted's podcast or your podcast. Yeah, Yeah, it was ours. When we found out, because I was like, dude, I don't want to claim that that was the Chloe Dancer piano. Yeah, that was here. I know that they did, I think it's called Apple. They didn't need P there, but if you look at the Mother Love Bone album, I think it was tracked mostly at a place down in LA, and parts of it were tracked up here, and it was all And Jonathan Plum actually texted or called someone in the middle of all that, and we like, talking yeah. that is the piano, guys. Do you know? Quit wondering. That's that is the uh, the Chloe which dancer is so piano. Damn cool.
1: That is crazy. So yeah. speaking, of, speaking of which, I, I don't know if you saw the news that uh, Mother Love Bone is releasing, uh, re-releasing Apple and uh, Shine on in a box set." oh really and it's got like a bunch a booklet of 24 pages of random stuff in it they got live stuff they got demoed stuff that has Chris Cornell singing on some of the stuff I've heard
2: um, Brett Eliason actually did some mixes on some uh, unreleased Mother Love Bone stuff I got to hear a while ago back when he was doing that Pearl Jam Lost Dogs project you remember that yes yes. Um, and I got to hear some of that stuff I mean years ago but Brett was like dude check this out I'm like oh wow you know so that's really cool they're releasing that that's fantastic you can pre-order it now I, I
1: already did on Pearl Jam's website it was Hey, I got the vinyl one, and it's a pretty penny. But in my eyes, as a Mother Love Bone fan, it was a
2: hundred bucks. That's a hundred bucks well spent, man. That's cool. That's
1: well cool. worth yeah. it. Uh, yeah. And it's called. Let me see if I got it. So it's on Pearl Jam. If you just go like to their to their online store, you can find it. Also, I tweeted it out there. It's called On, on Earth as It Is, the complete works pre sale right now. Uh, it includes mm-hmm. Apple and Shine. Uh, it also has been remastered. Uh, 20 recordings, rare B-sides, demos, alternate versions, unreleased songs, Andrew Wood demo, recording of Chloe Dancer, a live version of Stardog Champion featuring Chris Cornell in Pearl Jam. Oh, wow. Gee, That's right. killer. Oh I my mean, God.
2: as a Mother Love Bone fan, I was like, I have to get this. See, and as a poor person, what I'm going to do is have him rip all that stuff that he paid for <laughs> the CD. Dumb. You know? And then when other people say, can you rip that for me? I'll be like, man, you need to support the artist. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll be getting on vinyl, but I'm sure they will have a download code. You got uh, the download code. Oh, I love you for that, man. Bam. Yeah, yeah. Cool. Consider it done. All right. Let it be written. Nice. So shall it be done. Yeah, later yeah, when I have. hit him up for it, he's like, <laughs> Glenn, I'm feeling kind of good. Those guys don't need the money, man. Help, help a poor guy. I'll give you like eight bucks. I'll buy you a sandwich. Dude, you making this happen <laughs> is worth every penny. <laughs> right, right, well, right. And, and dude, I don't want to, you know, nobody's on the hook for anything, but if you would like to have Creedy come down and rip a solo, call him. Cause you never know, he mm-hmm. might be like, "Dude, I'm in town in September. I'd love to." That'd be hilarious. Well, have to you see know, uh, you know, if, if that's something you're yes. comfortable, end of f- September, we're going to do it. Well, ah. uh, yeah, and I don't want to, but we're tying all this in to MIGS Fest, and to me, again, I'm joking, but I'm the impaw, I'm broke, right? But what do you give Steve for his birthday? I'm broke, so window pane. A show, well, well, <laughs> oh my God. well, a show. But window panes going into London Bridge with with Steve. Happy happy birthday, man! I'm not oh, going to say oh, when so it's... Cool. yeah. So that was my and I'm going to sing at President. London Bridge Studios. Wow, yeah, yeah dude.
1: It's now time for the world to s- to hear me when I'm recorded. Well, that's the thing. You hear that beat mixing. You're like Steve. You have a terrible voice. You can't sing
2: worth a lick of th- of anything. It's because I'm not in the right environment. Well, plus you're that's just fun, right? That you are sure. just having. Right, okay. We can audit. We can don't tune in for no, you. No, man. Once I go. <laughs> when I get into that studio and oh, I'm it's in. That's going to be killer.
1: The magic of Andrew Wood is going to go through me. <laughs> We're not going to take it. All right, Rev. Yeah. No, we ain't going to take Thanks, it. Thanks, Rev. <laughs> can I please hear
2: more of that? I want that as my ringtone.
1: Anymore. That was a new original practice where no one, the singers weren't around, so I sang
2: just to help you them. stepped up. And Castle recorded it. Well, because Ryan's a friend like that. Yeah.
1: This is our life. This
2: is our song. Yeah, but well he means it. You know, he means it. We'll fight the powers that the thing. Just don't fix our destiny.
1: Because you don't know us. You don't belong. Gonna
2: take it. I, I can tell you're having fun. I can picture it. you smiling. <laughs> oh, yeah, because I didn't think I was being recorded. <laughs> I can picture Ryan really smiling. Oh, oh yeah. That's back when we,
1: we used to have practice in the production room. We were able to all fit in there, and we would run
2: the vocals through the board, and so he just boop. Oh! Without man. me knowing, hit record. Yeah, that's rough too because you didn't even have the band to hide behind. It's pretty much like whatever the vocal mic was grabbing. It was. It was, yeah. it was really unforgiving. <laughs> yeah, it was just, <laughs> just <laughs> merciless. The, the rest of the instruments are just bleeding into the vocal mic. Yeah. Oh, it's,
1: thank you, thank you, Ryan Castle, giant dick. <laughs> Um, let's talk about MIGS Fest. All right, let's talk about MIGS Fest. What date should we tell the fine Titanic
2: douches to save in their calendar? That would be October the 8th. Am that's I right? right? Yes. Sorry, I don't have my notes. Uh, <laughs> Saturday, October 8th. Hey, I just work Ooh. here.
1: Saturday, October 8th. Which is right around my birthday. It's MIGS Fest. And that's going to be MIGS Fest. It's a windowpane show that we've decided, you know what? Since windowpane's got a show coming up. We, we had have.
2: a show. We canceled it to make. To make this happen, yeah, um, wow. and uh, we look, we worked with a couple different venues because we wanted again to tie all this into the tracking of Beat Migs and into Steve's birthday. So we ended up in the neighborhood loosely, and we landed at October eighth. That's right, and it's going to yeah. be at Studio Seven here in Seattle. Nice, that's where we landed. Yep. it's um, going to be twenty-one and up. That's and that's you know, to all the under twenty-one fans. I hate the Washington State Liquor Control Board too. Please don't blame us. But the main reason we're doing that is so that people aren't just crammed in that balcony. They can come downstairs and drink and enjoy the show too. Mm-hmm. So right. um, that balcony is f- awesome, though. It is. It's dope. I, I just I, it's it's such a challenge doing. All-ages shows, all the expenses jump through the roof, the insurances jump through the roof. You have to double your security staff. I mean, it it's a challenge to yeah. do an all-ages show, it, it, and it's not fair to a 19-year-old kid that wants to come see something cool. And look, if this goes well next year, we'll do it at CenturyLink Field, and then it'll be an all That's right, show. that's right, that's right. But this year, it's going to be 21 and up. Um... And the uh, the lineup is windowpane. We got ten miles wide. Yes, we got Clover Jane, and actually, they are making this their EP release party. They oh. they had had a show scheduled up north, and they had some difficulties with the promoter. And as it was explained to me, they they finally just were like, ah, you had too many too many hassles, too many hiccups?" So they have now moved their EP release party to Migs Fest, and we might have the window. I'm mean, the the Clover Jane guys on in a few weeks. To yeah, come in uh, and uh, talk about the new record. new—I've heard it. Yeah. Um, it, uh, you know, JT played it for me over his place. It's just, just killer. And then I got an advanced copy of it as well. Nice. Um, from JT uh, one night when he was hammered, I talked him out of it, and uh, it's really great. <laughs> um, so I can't wait for them to drop that on the world. And then we've got um, it's a family affair. So we have Kyle Court, who's in the new originals. Yeah. His band Superfecta. Yeah. Uh, Wyatt Olney, who was another Migs cast. Uh, you know, what's two. up, Wyatt? So, Wyatt, how about this? When we jokingly were talking about. What was going on with
1: the Migs Fest? Wyatt, within, you know, our podcast is about two hours long. So, yeah. two hours after we finished the podcast, I get a Facebook message from Wyatt going, I'm in. Mean, yeah. Count us in from Migs Fest. He is a fan, dude. He wow. was th- he was on top of it. And I'm a he fan of him of and his music. Mm-hmm. I love their record. So, I'm really, really excited. I, I, I got to write him back. He asked me if I could sing Heaven or Hell. And I have to respectfully tell him that that's a terrible idea for them <laughs> to have
2: me sing that song. Oh, man. Heaven and Hell. Well, no, no, no. We could do the thing uh, like that uh, old John Popper video where you're on stage with the mic oh, and geez. I'm in the green room yeah. with a the wireless, and you just lip sing it, and I will sing my nuts off. And people would be like, dude, man, Migs really has some he pipes. He does, man. He's been holding back. Yeah, I just The past
1: week has just been insane. I keep mean, like You ever do this when you see a message from somebody, you read it in your head, you've created the reply that you want to send them. But you never send the reply. Yes. But then your head. Do you uh, think that you've sent it? No. Yes. I do that all the time.
2: Until this very moment. They're like, I, I never heard from I you. And it. I'm like, yeah, I did. I replied. And a lot of times I'll go to my messages and I'll look and I've typed it because I was busy. Oh, I do that too. I didn't
1: press send. It's in a draft. I do it all the time. I man. do that with yeah. my text sometimes with my dude. wife. She's like, are you ever coming home? Like, what are you talking about? I
2: texted you at seven and told you that I broke both my legs. Like, like,
1: <laughs> <right>? <laughs> well, it was like even on Sunday night, I, I said. I I would text her when I'm leaving, and I said I'm about ready to leave, but I'll text her when I leave. I never sent that text, but once I left the the rink, I lost Wi-Fi. And
2: oh man, yeah, so so she's like wondering what happened to you for three hours. She she's not alone. I do that to two hours. I do that to Tawny all the time. I'm like, baby, I'll keep in touch from rehearsal. I'll keep in touch. I'll let you know when I'm headed home. And yeah, you know, finally, um, I'm leaving rehearsal, and I look at my phone, and there's four or five texts like, babe, honey, and then like just a straight up question mark. And I'm like, what the hell's going on with her? And I look and I'm like, oh, oh. Never hit oh, sign. Oh, baby, I'm so sorry. Yeah, your wife's yeah. not alone, dude. Yeah,
1: yeah, I, yeah. That was me. And I was like, when I realized it, I'm like, well, I'm stuck at border. Uh, crossing, and it's not going to be another hour until I'm even close to being able to hit it. So yeah. then I, had, I was like, maybe if I just mail her a letter, it'll get to her quicker.
2: <laughs> well, so with with Fest, yes. um The so Wyatt Olney, and then the last band of the day, or the first band of the day, is actually going to be Mock Society, and that's our bro Terry Hauser. That's in Villains of yesterday. That's Jody nice. Jody Opitz that runs Seattle rehearsal. Um, so, uh, yeah, that's, that's Migs Fest. Um, six bands? The first Migs Fest. festival. Jeez. Yeah. It's actually a festival. Six bands. And and if we can
1: logistically pull it off, we're thinking about maybe doing like a short, like a 30 minute
2: podcast. Yeah. Before everything starts. It'd be cool. If we, if we can work that out, it'd be great. Yeah. That way for
1: people who want to come down before the bands pre funk with us, hang out with
2: us, you know, be a part of the podcast, that'd be awesome. Maybe we can even do something cool like, um, you know, I'll see what I can do. Maybe we can get like a limited run of teas or something done. And then people that come to the advanced podcast will get one of those teas Or Oh, that'd be cool. We can do stuff like to, you know what I mean? We'll figure something out. We'll figure something out, yeah. But, I should uh, bug uh, our buddy Chris Dahl, who does all the great mm-hmm.
1: um, artwork for us, and he's done a lot of great artwork for BJ and Miggs as well. The guy is so talented, yeah. beyond talented. Uh, I, I picture like a Mixfest Fest shirt that looks like the Metallica logo.
2: Oh, oh yeah, that'd be killer, yeah, man! Yeah, the the, M and the, the T. old school yeah. 80s
1: style MIGs fast and then the T is the other. So the M and the T do that, like that fork or whatever mm-hmm. it is that 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 spike. That'd be cool. That'd yeah. be really cool, man. I don't know what else goes in there, but maybe like uh, the the silhouette of the three of us. Yeah, that'd be yeah, cool.
2: and then the back. I'm sure all the bands would give you permission to put their names on the back. Yeah, you know, because they're gonna want one. I'm gonna want one. Yeah, you know, that's I think that'd guy. be cool. I'll, I'll drop 15, 20 bucks on that. I'll, yeah. I'll buy mine. It's not like that. No, you we'll know, figure but, it all out. We'll hopefully be able to pull uh, that off. Maybe do a small run and figure out yeah. where. Yeah, we'll we'll figure but that. Details, we got yeah, the date. Dude. We got the date. We got the date. We got the bands. Details on all that. You know, will come. Um, and the big payoff know. is. Beat Migs will be performed live. Beat B- Migs will be performed live. That's yep. <laughs> so amazing. You- you're not gonna want to miss that. So as long as we, plus he'll have been there all day, so he may or may not be lubricated by alcohol when he gets up to sing that. I would, I would lean I'm towards the may. Migs, dude. At Studio Seven, maybe you can recreate the even flow video where you climb out onto oh, the balcony j- of Studio Seven and then drop into the arms of your loving. Maybe, no, I don't know. He's sweating a lot. Dude, no. it's gonna be No, I as sober Steve think that is a terrible idea. But
1: if I'm not driving, which I'm probably not gonna I'm gonna to i I'm gonna maybe see if our boys over at Lion Pride music could get a party bus for us. If if yeah. I am not making the, the trip behind the wheel, of course I'm drinking oh, and I'm drinking a lot, and that's when I make stupid decisions like that. I'm just picturing Tracy <laughs> and Nicole going, No, Stephen oh, Glenn can't. going, yeah! yeah! I'll catch you, buddy.
3: It's gonna be like it's gonna be like in uh, <laughs> the the Pauly Shore movie. Was it was it Son in Law where he like tried to stage dive and everyone just moves out of the way? Man, flim.
1: That would suck.
2: <laughs> <laughs> so everyone, you gotta catch him. You gotta catch him.
1: I'm very light. For yeah. a 200-pound man.
2: yeah, I, I'll, the, the trust, I mean, you know, I'll give it trust to ball. Mr. Mr. Vetter. I This was years ago, but I was playing a, a gig in Kaiser, West Virginia, where they had a big balcony. Right. And I had put my guitar down and scaled up this pole and gotten to this thing and was just singing from up there and having a ball, and everyone below me was, yeah, and there was all these hands outstretched, and I got up all in position to jump, and then I was like... What are you nuts? Yeah, and I just right. laughed and was like, "Nope." And client, everyone was like, "Oh, <laughs> come on, come on!" I had a chanting, uh-huh, uh-huh. "Nah, that's okay." Nope. Yeah, just, I've I, I'd to hit do it. just wrong and snap my neck, and then you guys would be selling my stuff, and you know, pay I mean, album the album sales would go through the roof. Yeah, uh, but yeah. you wouldn't be alive. Certified to enjoy foil. It. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> So yeah, I'll give it to I'll give it to Ed. I, I mm, no thanks. <laughs> now, I've been in the morning, I've looked at that and been like. I don't know how that no, guy No no I uh, wouldn't do it dude. And he kept doing more and more crazy stuff. Even the last tour I saw when
1: they had like they had these hanging light bulbs that were green and they they, they could be pushed around but no, they never were touched for the whole show until the end during porch. And all of a sudden the band was like pushing them and kicking them and it created this really cool like lights moving around while they're jamming. But one of them I was like super secure and it was basically just like, a- Ed a, got a hold of it. And Ed got a hold of it. And it was just riding it and and like floating uh, into the crowd, you know, just swinging on that thing, like Tarzan. we well, you
2: know that that legendary shot of him hanging from the center stage truss, He's got to be thirty five, forty feet in the air. And it's right. obviously a big event somewhere. And it was one of those stories I had heard from Brett because he was mixing front of front of house for him back then. and like the whole, like he went up the side, then he got out the middle. and they, you guys want to know know what I mean when I say oily. Like the metal was a bit oily, mm-hmm. to okay. the touch. And so the whole time he was doing that, he was like, oh, God, oh, crap. But, of course, in the moment, you're like, wahoo. But, yeah, when he's dangling there, that thing was kind of oily feeling. If you've ever felt oily metals, I think maybe sometimes they even do that to keep them from oxidizing.
4: Yeah.
3: So that
2: was actually kind of – so every time I look at that photo, I'm like, ugh. Cause I know he was up there like, uh.
4: <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> you know,
2: this what could I mean? be the end of our band. Yeah, like man, if I fall, it's gonna suck. But what a great show, wahoo! You know, <laughs>
1: what do we? What if we get like a, like a little mini, like you know, like how they have like a, like a gyms or something, like a stand up pull up bar, like. So
2: <laughs> none uh, of us can do a pull up. No,
1: but I'll hang from it, even though it's only like my feet will only be maybe like one foot off the ground. But oh, I'll hang from
2: it as nice. you guys play even flow. See, and then I'll yeah. fall on the ground and be like, yeah, run flow. <laughs> no? Yeah, it'll be like the Pearl Jam version of uh, Stonehenge. You know, yes. <laughs> you know, like Steve was like, I said eleven feet. <laughs> like he's like, you wrote eleven inches. <laughs>
1: Dude, Castle and I had a Stonehenge <laughs> moment when at the Allison Chain show, I was doing the stage announcement. Yeah, we didn't know exactly how to get to the backstage area even though we've done it a million times. Oh, no. We tried. Rock and roll. Just lost. Yeah, we, it, was, <laughs> it was straight up backstage for Spinal Tap. We were like going in the wrong directions. <laughs> we were going through the wrong we doors. We circle back and
2: find the same janitor again. Yeah. Go, hey, guys. Uh, yeah. And
1: everybody's like what, looking at us it, like, who are you? And then we show our wristbands like, oh, yeah, 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 go. You're, you're, you guys are free yeah, to go wherever. Go where? And we're like, we don't know where. We're, but if we told people we don't know where, they might think that we're like we didn't know Faking where we were, it or right? Something. Yeah, uh, right. So they were like, "Give us back those passes." So we just kind of acted like we knew, but we didn't. And eventually, we found it. Well, congratulations yeah. on that. Yeah,
2: <laughs> they found them huddled, you know, holding each other we for don't warmth. Don't know where we are. Uh, you know, they'd eaten so a sock
1: tip. Yeah, we don't know. <laughs> don't know. Two weeks later, you know. <laughs> I think it's about that time. Why don't we do some voicemails, emails, and text messages? Yeah. It's I wonder if we should, if we have time, record something for that. We got a day. Is yeah.
2: it, when do, we'll rehearse up. We'll be ready to bang it out. We'll, we'll basically set up once we get sounds. We'll, we'll bang it up, up quicker than you think. Yeah, we'll maybe like maybe like write like a whole new so we like can, an email song too. We yeah, can do yeah. Or we can whatever the, the, the whatever the day provides, Meet man. I mean, we can figure we get in there around noon, and if we're lucky. I mean, if we hustle like three hours, maybe four hours to set up, get sounds on everything. Yeah. And then we can just pull the trigger. Yeah, we'll play it you by know. ear. Well, it's going to be a focused. Tuesday, so it's going to be a long day for you guys, but that's fine. it's, it's going to be it. a fun day. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's worth it. I'll, I'll nap on Monday. <laughs> yeah. we'll We'll, we'll, know, we'll, we'll figure yeah. it out. Whatever you guys want to do. I mean, okay. I, I know me and my gang are like, oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. oh yeah, whatever. This is going to be fun, man. Let's go us go. That's, have the, whole some
5: fun. that's the whole point. That's the whole point of this
1: podcast. Have fun. Bring Put a smile on people's faces and have a good time. Let's start off with the voicemails.
5: This is going to make me sound like a terrible wife. But my husband just joined a jam band a few weeks ago as their new bassist. Um, He used to play back in his teenage years. And, you know, it's not like they're going to play in any, like, huge shows by any means. But he sucks. I mean, like, really, really bad. Not just, like, okay. (laughs) Like, it really, really sucks. And I feel really awful because, obviously, I'm supposed to be the most supportive person in his life. But he's just not good at the base, like at all. Um, I don't plan on telling him because I just want him to feel like he's actually fulfilled and, you know, that he's really trying to do something. And mainly I'm just hoping that I can try to find a way to be a supportive wife and, of course, maybe actually attend one of his shows.
2: Yeah, that's is it. That, is that a dramatic pause or did she hang up? Yeah, I no, think she hung up. Yeah, oh, okay, darling, this is my advice if you want it, not that you called in for advice, but <laughs> this is what I would say to you. <laughs> I don't know why she even really called. I guess the vent. Yeah. No, well, okay, uh, yeah. so that's a vent. Okay. But you can not only be wife of the year, but supportive. By saying, hey, hon, I know you're really throwing your heart and soul into this. I actually bought you a lesson package from this guy, great guy that can teach you some advanced techniques. And then you're not saying you need lessons. You're saying, hey, this guy's an animal, and he can show you some stuff, and you can get even better. And, I like that. And that's a super thoughtful yeah. and very supportive thing. And you're also doing him a solid, because hopefully, say, three or four lessons with a good teacher will make it so he doesn't suck.
3: Um, See, my suggestion was just to go to the shows and get hammered
2: and don't give a crap and just be like, yeah, you're great. Uh, it's the old windowpane yeah. adage. The more you drink, the better we sound. I yeah. like, I like that. Cause I was trying to think, I'm like, cause my wife,
1: she tried going to a couple of my hockey games and like, look, I mean, I've definitely improved over the years, but I mean, I'm not like an NHL goalie. Mostly, you just scream and punch people. Right. Pretty much. <laughs> and so. I'm glad that she doesn't go, but I would imagine that there was like maybe that dilemma. Like I, I, I hear some guys, that they kind of pressure their significant others to come to the games to support them. I've never been that person. It's like, come if you want. You Actually, want- I think it's better if you don't. That way, you don't have to deal with this it's weird. It's
2: something I love, and right. you don't have to, yeah.
1: like You could do things you love. I could do things I love, and that, that that's what I think makes the relationship stronger, is that then we look forward to seeing each other. But if she was going and she had that same mentality, I just don't want to watch him anymore because he sucks, and she came up to me and said, hey... I know you love doing this goalie thing, and there's this goalie clinic coming to town by this well-respected goalie. I bought you some lessons. Yeah. What do you think? I would be, be over the moon. Yeah,
2: but it wouldn't be a. You wouldn't think, oh, she got me this because I blow. No, it'd be like, oh, what an awesome gift! Do right, you know Paying what I mean. Attention to what I y- love. Yeah, yeah. And I so mean, I deep think down, I what... would know that I'm not that great. Plus, then she can go to the next show or whatever and see that he's gotten better. And it's not yeah. like her watching a, a cat, you know, being shaved by a <laughs> monkey on acid, which is <laughs> a really <laughs> good band. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> that's the name of the first. What was our metal band called? Uh, uh, Hamster Death. Uh, Hamster yeah, Death. This is our opening act band. Dribble, germal, 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 break down is Richard Gears butt. Richard Gears butt. Beating, 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 but Richard Gears butt. Everyone listening to the podcast just press stop on whatever player <TALIicy> they're using. What? They're wait, wait, well, we can play all that back. It'll go send will be typo ne- negative. Oh, Next yeah. week when we play it slow, we'll jugga 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 And
3: that's yeah. a band I wish I would have seen live. Typo, I did, I did too.
2: Oh, you never saw Typo live? No, I saw them.
3: I, I I just I didn't go to enough shows and I didn't know about them way till later in my life. And so by the time I was like, yes, I want to go check them out. You know, Peter Steele Pass.
1: Yeah. and I was like, eh, well, great. <laughs> I saw them. I think it was the October Rust tour. I could be wrong. That they played at the Showbox at the Market.
2: Oh, you saw when I saw them. They played. Uh, it was called Livestock, and this would have been in Central <laughs> Florida. <at> a farm? <laughs> no, well, it was weird because instead of like you know Woodstock, and it was it was called Livestock, but I saw Slash's Blues Ball. I saw Motley Crue, Jackal, uh, a typo negative, Helmet. Nice. Um, Helmet. There were a few bands I was actually excited to see Helmet, right. Slashes Blues Ball, um, and Typo. And it was a, a big show, but I would have loved to have seen it at a place like the Showbox. It would have been so Ooh, much geez. cooler. Uh,
1: and and um, I got to finally kiss some chick that I was digging forever. Oh, nice. So we made out. She was
2: your girlfriend's girlfriend?
1: Yes. Did it to Bloody Kisses? Yeah, dude, it was awesome. I remember I She's like, uh, we're watching the show. We didn't even go to we ran into each other I went by myself and she's like i right. hey and then she's like grinding her butt against me and That's I'm like hot. this is cool because she, she typo- wanted to call you
2: Peter yeah yeah. and then all of a sudden stand on your tippy toes I'll call you Peter during one of their songs turn around it was like
1: ah it was wow. awesome yeah oh, it was awesome wow right on thank you and rest in peace Peter Steele <laughs> right <laughs> I think he'd appreciate that I never
2: would have thought it was heroin that got him right I don't remember. I what thought got it was him. heroin, but the guy was like eight feet tall and built like a truck. He looked yeah. like he's like, well, when I'm not playing bass and writing cool music, he's, I he's work a movie out. monster. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah he
3: would like worked as like Frankenstein or something. Yeah. Like, he was gigantic. A wall,
2: but he was in great shape physically. Oh, and it's jacked. like normally you don't associate that with you know. Yeah, and I got a problem with the needle, When I'm not at the gym. I'm you know tying off. I, I would have seen that coming. I thought it was it was cocaine, but cocaine
1: wouldn't make sense for him either because that music did not lend well to cocaine. <laughs>
2: That's very anti dirge. It. It's like yeah. a fuzz dirge, man. It, it it's was very like, textural. It's really cool. It was almost uncomfortably too slow. Uh, yeah. But like in a good way. Like I well, really you get loved into it. that mood and it just, just uh you know what I mean? Yeah. Like
1: the that. drummer Sal Albruscado, I remember, was uh he also was a drummer for Life of Agony, eventually left typo negative. But he was the drummer for the Bloody Kisses record and and a few and I think uh, a few other ones as well. But he had like that. I don't know how he was able to play that slow and, and Did not
2: it, come out of pocket and it sounded so good. Yeah, yeah. yeah,
1: it was so heavy. But and so every once in a while, like when Life of Agony, especially in the earlier records, would slow it down for like a bridge or a breakdown. That's when you could kind of hear his his yeah. influence and it was uh-huh. like, oh, that's just
3: dark. Oh, so awesome. Yeah, they don't know about drugs or anything. They just said he died of an aortic aneurysm, just like heart failure. Oh, so there
2: is no mention of drugs then? It's Wikipedia. So who knows? Weird.
3: Yeah. And I mean, even like, you know, back in what, like 2005 or something.
2: Well, to
1: all the typo fans, I apologize
3: if I was misinformed. Disappeared for a while and everyone thought he was dead
1: and then he just kind of showed back up. We got email from Rob. Uh, He just wanted to say, hey, guys. So here we are, three weeks with the new Titanic douche, Galen on the show. I want to say that while I miss the other guys who are no longer part of the show, having Glenn brings on a new aura, dichotomy, feeling, groove. I don't know quite how to describe it. I think you did a good job right there, (laughs) Uh, but it feels like a whole new show, and in all caps... And I'm loving it. Oh, cool! <gasps> to have I'm a local musician it. who has this positivity flow coming from him, and also represent the local music scene, is like a breath of fresh air. Keep up the great work, guys. Wow. Stay positive. Yeah, you know from have, Rob. You don't have to hang your head out of that's this. That's awesome. Podcast. Thanks, Rob. Dude, it's a love fest. I was on
2: waiting house. for the whole dot dot dot, but <laughs> you know what I mean. That's what? really. That's not yeah. really what happens with the Titanic. Douches. That's cool. Thank no, you, man. A, Thank you very much. There's
1: a certain uh, spirit with our listeners. I mean, obviously, we all have our moments of being negative and miserable, but at mm. the end of the day, I think. Everybody's trying to find that. Well, at least I got to meet Eddie Vedder moment. You know what I mean? As opposed to just, I'm very mad.
2: Yeah, not the floppy fries. <laughs>
1: yeah, Brad,
3: <laughs> you and your floppy hey, fries. I love the deluxe, and I'll get two deluxe and a strawberry milkshake. I just, Dude. I let, the strawberry milkshake I is let good. people
2: who appreciate the fries have their share. Are you a McDonald's fries guy? No. Not really. Are you a French fry guy? Red I, Robin fries. I am, yes. Red, Red Robin, Robin, Robin fries are dope. Like, yeah. Um,
3: or the big, the, the big cut. big like, cut. Oh, yeah. Steak cut. Or basically just JoJo's.
2: Rainstone like, hit me to something a while ago, and it blew my mind, man. Yeah? Um... If you like the waffle cut fries. Yes. Yes. Those are great. Rain was like, Cannon, come here. Waffle cut fries and A1 steak sauce. Really? And I went, you're out of your mind, Rain. Mm. I kid you not, Rev. If you dig those. A1 is pretty brutal because try it takes A1. over everything. Oh, no, but Rain was, I was like, dude, you're on something." And he just looked at me like, right? Mm. So as soon as you said waffle fries... When you're I'd talking, you.
3: when you're talking tartar, uh, that was one of the things we'd go to a dive bar uh, before we'd play. I'd go play magic. Uh, we would go to a dive bar, have dinner, and just basically me and my buddy would split anywhere between one and three pitchers of Guinness.
2: Uh, oh yeah,
3: yeah, The yeah. beer that drinks like a meal. Oh my god, yeah, yeah. So they would have the they would have not as floppy fries as dicks, but they're pretty floppy. But that and tartar sauce. I could just crush. You ever all mix of them. the
2: tartar with the ketchup? Yes. Yeah, I do that, man,
3: when, dude. When, when I used to old. kill tar, uh, tater tots and fish sticks, yeah, I would just mix it
1: like the just ketchup brrr, and tartar all sauce. All over, yeah, it's delicious. I had a mind blowing meal experience when I was in Canada. I had a grill, a grilled cheese sandwich at the, the. It was like a little cafe at the rink. And it had smoked ketchup on it. What? Smoked ketchup. How do you smoke ketchup? I don't know. I don't know if that was just like <laughs> some kind of. But it it just tastes like ketchup. But I was like, I never thought once to spread some ketchup on a grilled cheese sandwich. Yeah. Oh, I, I can't eat a grilled cheese
2: without ketchup. See,
1: I've never I, done that. I have grilled cheese with tomato soup, so it makes sense. It's tomato yeah. fan Oh, totally. dude, yeah. for me, it's, huh. it's
2: all about the Heinz. I mean, like, I'm not a big ketchup guy. I like ketchup on French fries, but even then I'll do the tartar or whatever. I like you know. ranch. But I'm not a big <laughs> ketchup eater. Yeah, see, my wife's a big ranch fanatic. I even like ranch with my uh, grilled cheese sandwich. A grilled cheese sandwich and ketchup. Wow. And I mean, like, uh, I every single bite smothered in dude, ketchup. Dude, it
1: was- It's delicious. It's a game changer. Yeah. It was so good. It was like a mix of different type of cheeses- it was like really. Oh, it was those color, are the best. It was called the super gooey grilled cheese. Like provolone, oh, cheddar, oh, smoked gouda. They got all those so dope good. cheeses in there. Right
2: on. Oh, it was now so hungry. Hungry. I, know. <laughs> I know. I have a salad. I'm Uh thinking about changing my plans for lunch. I know, right? Mm -hmm. You can show your salad to the grilled cheese sandwich you eat. Yes.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, This guy, the love fest for Glenn continues. Uh, This one from Greer says, I want to say I'm loving the addition of Glenn to the cast. I've been listening to Cast W my whole life for 19 years. Listening to the Cast for the past three. Last year, I moved down to go to college to Oakland. Hardest thing I ever had to do being so far away from my family in the PNW. But being able to continue listening to you guys really helped me feel connected to Seattle. It was usually the highlight of my week. You definitely helped me stay positive. Look forward to my next year of school, and I'm excited to have you guys get me through it. Nice. If there's ever a time I could come watch a recording or ever meet up. Uh, have a, have a meet up appropriate for 21 and under. I would love to join. Greer, when you're in town, just shoot me a message. Uh, email me at steve at ksw.com. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll try and get you in here to watch the podcast and also the morning show if you'd like, too.
3: So yeah. That's a good way Sweet. to do that under-21 stuff since, well, MIGS Fest will be over 21. Uh, but just this time.
1: Just fine. this time.
2: Don't worry. Next year, mark your calendars. CenturyLink Field.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> I'm picturing CenturyLink and like, you know, 73 attendees. You know? That'd be amazing. <laughs> That'd be awesome. Steve in the back just crying because he's lost $37,000 on this event. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I Cannon, what am I going to do? It. Just start drinking. It won't hurt as much, I man. Thought it was but a I, good idea. I printed 5,000 T-shirts. <laughs> I thought that was going to be too little.
1: <laughs> uh, this one comes from uh, Richie. We all know Richie. Uh, and y- 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 you'll know when I when I read the email. Uh, awesome dude. And he says to my brothers in the MIGS cast, Hey, boys, I just caught up on the last three episodes. Never written in before, and I've been listening for almost two years. I just wanted to say, this has always been my favorite podcast from day one. As, but mm-hmm. as hilarious as Steve and Rev are, there was something missing after Toppy and Nick left. Mm-hmm. And I think we all Absolutely. agree. Uh, but Glenn brother... You fill that void big time. Oh, man. What? Wow. I got goosebumps as I'm reading Thank this. Thank you,
2: man. This, this is really nice. Thank you.
1: I've known you and Tawny for years, as well as all the guys from Windowpane, and grew up with uh. Sean, playing drums together since we were kids with his dad, Harold. Rest in peace. Beyond stoked to hear that you were going to be on the Migs cast. You're doing an amazing job. I want to say, congrats, brother. Parker from Queensryche and I were just talking, and uh, we will be riding our motorcycles to your show at the Croc on August 19th. Is that
2: Richie that sent that? Richie Sather. Richie, man, what's up, dude? Thanks, I brother. Sather, right? Yeah, that's how I say it. That's how it. I say it. We can always contact sh- Sorry, dude. Yeah. Well, I just call him Rich, too. I think am one of the few people on earth that calls him Rich instead <laughs> of I Richie. It. I finally but, I awesome kicked guy. in with him at the Have Mariners game. Oh, Yeah, awesome guy. And awesome, here's the thing: awesome I knew he played love drums. I love you, bro.
1: Thanks so much, man. I've love always you, known he's played drums, but I've never heard him play drums. He's good. Yeah. Sweet Jesus, is he good. He good. <laughs> and I'm about to play one of his songs. Because, oh, yeah, yeah, that'd be dope. Because he sent us a PS. He says, uh, you don't have to read this, but I'm going to because I think, A, it's always good to show some love to the local bands. And, and B, especially when you're this good. Uh, Glenn, as you know, I was the drummer of uh, Hate Fist for about 13 years, but I just started this new band, and I love this band's name. Thunder Beast. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and he says, uh, we just finished our demo. Going to start booking some shows soon. So I attached a couple of links I wanted to check out. It is kind of heavy. You
2: know, Morrison and I will be there with bells. Well, the whole gang will be there, but you guarantee Morrison and I will be there, bro. See, he sent me a bunch of songs, and I'm going to flip the script on
1: him, and I hope he doesn't mind. Uh, but he says, hey, the Facebook page is facebook.com slash thunderbeastmusic, and I highly recommend anyone who loves metal to check them out. Yeah. He sent me a couple of songs that are awesome. I have no problems with the songs. Sweet. But I went to their page. And because before I saw you picked one that he didn't. Well, because I didn't see this part at first. Okay, I I just went to the page and I I was like, "This song is blowing my mind." The drumming. It's called "Breeding the Dead," and I'll just play it. Cool. Your face is going to melt. I'm into it already.
2: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Oh yeah! Right. Richie, you're a freaking monster yeah, on the it drums. Sounds good. The mix is great.
1: <laughs> My favorite part's coming up.
4: <laughs> yeah! Come on!
2: Listen to Richie, man! He's putting on a clinic! God! It's like, if I'm ever tired, he's so clean and tight, man. Listen to that. I think it's dope too because he'll alternate between locking up with the guitar riff or he'll lock up with the vocal exactly what he's doing is so cool he's serving the song yeah while showing everybody he's an amazing drummer heard drummers like this like on that's some of my, wicked man like
1: you know i listen to a lot of metal and anthrax or whatever bands and like thrash bands i've heard these drummers but i never met drummers i didn't know if they really existed if it was just like something like like you i know, know richie, richie
2: so hey man how you doing right? you want a nice cold beer and he can do that you right? know that's just sick dude yeah you wouldn't it's like you'd almost expect a coffee freak. Someone like me. Like, da, 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 da. Oh, of course Glenn's that drummer. Right. Imagine yeah. you're like
1: the, the chillest dude you know in your circle yeah. of friends. And then he's like, here, check out my band. And it's just this like, <laughs> here's that part <laughs> again. Hold on. <laughs> That's sick.
2: Right, right. Oh. Did you catch that? Yes. So Bit part. You're right,
1: you're right. How is he doing that? <laughs> I'm tired listening to it. <laughs> I couldn't do that if they gave me two two different recording sessions where I could do both parts separately.
2: Well, what's cool, I mean, it's not all, like, right now we're getting full-on blast beat. Yeah. But when they're not just blasting, they have a great groove and a great pocket. Yes. It's one of those things about super heavy, ba- like death, basically, death metal or this type of metal. Right. As long as it give me something I can hook onto, I love it. Yeah. And a lot of times it's just pure blast beat. And I'm like, man, there's nothing for me to grab a hold of. This has hook after pocket after hook after pocket. And then they give you the blast beat that this genre requires. Yeah. But then when they pull out, you're stomping your foot, man. And that's what makes this so dope. Yeah, this. Oh, goodness (laughs)
1: gracious. Richie, man, that's sick. I call him
2: Richie, not Rich. Dude, it's sick. That's sick. That's sick. Right? Right on, dude. I listened
1: to that this morning, and I was like, "Oh my goodness, I can't wait to play." And then I see he sent me a couple other songs. We can listen to a sample of one of the other yeah. ones, just because I don't want to not do that. Like he, they did one that I think Metal Shop does play called "No One Will Save You." Uh, but it was like after I heard that, song, I'm like, "That to me is the jam." Sounds
2: good too. A lot of a lot of times, you know, as a guitarist too, and I'm into more vintagey tones and stuff like that. But what I lose a lot with a lot of metal is these really. Uh, really thin, a lot of white noise guitar tones. Just yeah. And you can't, there's no, the, I hate to say it, but a lot of the a lot of times, it's just bad guitar tone, bad guitar tone. And that's what's dope about this is everybody's got great tone. When the bass player dropped in for that thing, it was like, oh, dude. Yeah. Yeah. Everyone's got great tone. It sounds great. It's mixed well. And the Rich, drums, you should it, be really proud, man. Yeah. It's killer, dude.
1: And the drums, you know, and I always get worried with that style, too. Sometimes, like, you feel like the bass drum has, like, they, they do the old quarter ta- ta- tactic, you know, where, like, they, so it sounds too clicky. Yeah. When yeah. you're in the bass drum, but you no feel, body to it. You yeah. feel the, the the warmth of the bass. Yeah. Even though he's pummeling that bass drum, yeah. you it's, can still feel the, Warm. It doesn't sound. like a well produced. Well produced. Yeah, it really yeah. is, man. That's so let's awesome. listen to a little bit more. Um, see, I got "No One Will Save You," which uh, I, but uh, they've played on Metal Shop, but then they also have a song called "Screams of the Slaughtered," and it's all about Game of Thrones. Nice. And he and he, and he said, "Oh, Rev, I think you'll dig that one." So maybe let's let's yeah. do. You know what? Since Metal Shop, they've got "No One Will Save You," we've got, of course, "Breeding the Dead," but also Rev, you deserve to hear "Screams little of the rave Slaughtered." Of, "Rave of Thrones" nice. activity. Yeah. <laughs> Here we go. Hodor.
2: Hodor. See, yeah, I his haven't heard drums this one sound yet. great. Listen to that. God, they do. It. They really do. I mean, his, his kicks have the snap, but they have body. That's what I mean. They have body.
1: And now you know what it's like to be in a room with a bunch of music nerds, because here we are kicking about. <laughs> out. Oh, I like this. I haven't listened to this one yet. Sounds like a dragon. Makes sense.
5: the machine man the air
3: That's cool. How are your vocal cords not just completely like? I don't know how those guys do it. That's a good
1: question, man. God, I'm telling my defenseman, there's a guy on them all weekend,
2: and I'm losing my voice, and he's doing that, yeah, day in day out. Well, I think it's one of those things where you have that natural inclination. You can either do that well or not. You know what I mean? Um, I mean, listen to what Mike Patton's capable of doing with his voice. Yeah. Because he can go from that to opera. Yeah. So, I mean, that's why that guy. You look even like a guy like Corey Taylor. Yeah, yeah, man. Like full on screaming to uh, tasteful vocal. Do you guys remember Universal Measure? No. Um, Universal Measure was a really cool... This is really cool. (laughs) Isn't it? Yeah. Sorry. It grooves. That's what I love the most about it is it grooves. It doesn't just... Yeah, because typically this is not my style of music. I, well, I you can tap your foot to it. You're bobbing your right. head to it, man. Like, I respect it. It's really well done, man. But like
1: like I said, if I'm ever tired while I'm driving home, you oh bet your God, ass I'm yeah. listening to freaking Thunderbeast. <laughs> and that's a great name. It's a oh a hell yeah. awesome name. Dibs on a t-shirt that says
2: Thunderbeast. And I'll buy it. Oh, listen, you see how he dropped into that halftime there? That's
5: <laughs> so
4: cool.
2: But yeah, uh, Windy Van, uh, Universal Measure, had a female singer that could sing like men, but she was like a female Mike Patton. And she could do that, that type of the, oh, voice. She could do that better than half the guys I've seen do. Oh, it. wow. And she was this adorable little five foot one brunette. I mean, smoking hot. And she would sing and say, like, they would cover System of a Down well. And then she would do this kind of stuff. And I mean, better than half the guys I've heard do it. Just Damn. That's I'm saying. I think just. Like physically She had a natural inclination With her vocal cords To be able to do it That makes sense Because you'd never You'd see this cute little girl And she'd do that And you'd be like What? How are you doing How that? How are you doing that? Yeah man yeah, We had a Windy rock girl Van was her name and She was just mind blowing
1: We had a rock girl Many many years ago that, Her name's Brit And she was in a band Very similar and, and can do those things And you'd see her I mean she looked like A metal chick Tatted up Hot as F But like you wouldn't expect That, that she could That voice comes out Right you're, you're like a... What? Yeah yeah I don't know if I should be Scared or turned on but Ooh, I'm both. Both. <laughs> both. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Richie, seriously, man. That was I already yeah. think you're an awesome dude. Man, I did not realize how incredible of a drummer you Let's are. That's killer, like, man. Like, incredible.
2: I don't know if I've heard, like... Yeah, I- let us know when the first gig is. We'll, we'll, we'll all be there, Richie, for yeah. sure. Yeah. You know, damn straight. And I'll be so well, I'll see Morrison again. I'll, I'll probably talk to him before then, but I'll see Morrison again Thursday and I'll, I'll hip him, dude. Cause Isn't it nice to, I know Sean will just light right up, you know. I'll have to
1: send you. Well, I mean, you can find it uh, again. If you just go to Facebook, you can find these songs uh, facebook.com slash thunderbeast music. They've even covered the Terminator, um, the scoring of the Terminator soundtrack. Like you walked in this morning, remember? I was
3: yeah. You were like, I was like, whoa, what's that? And I was like, oh, it's like, it's like T two. Uh, it's a cover
1: of the T two theme. Yeah, it yeah. was like, whoa, no kidding. It's on YouTube. Oh, then, that's and, dope. Oh, I gotta check and that they, out. And yeah. they matched it, the music with the video of the movie.
2: Nice, but right on, man. Yeah, I gotta check all that out. That's isn't killing.
1: it nice that when you you have a friend and they're like, check out my band. It doesn't suck.
2: And it, yeah. blows, <laughs> and it blows your socks off, man. <laughs> yes, yeah.
1: dude. I mean, it's like I hate. I, and luckily, I'm very fortunate. I have so many talented friends that when I hear their stuff, I can find. If it's not even the type of music I'm a, typically a fan of, I can respect and
2: appreciate what they're doing is good. Yeah, and it's like so nice when you don't well, have to lie. That, I mean, this is the production value. It's big and warm, and yep. it sounds. That's my problem with a lot of the more serious metal is it sounds like a damn beehive. Yep. You know, and I know there are people out there to take offense to that, but man, like this sonically is big and warm and has depth, and so immediately I'm I'm just like, oh, I love it. In my eyes, you know? I mean, and like I said, I mean, like.
1: From and I do hear I, I listen to some of the bands that have like a similar vibe. I listen to Metal Shop sometimes when I'm driving around. This trumps any of the stuff I've heard. Yeah, like there's no reason why these guys aren't, exactly aren't, exactly aren't on their way to winning over a huge fan base because I know there's a huge fan base for that style and I would want to go to this show and see this and I wouldn't usually go to shows of bands that probably would play shows with them if that makes sense.
2: We'll have to we'll have to keep our eyes peeled because you know Parker does go Ship Octavius. With uh I forget that cat's name, but I think he was in Himza. Oh, John Pettibone? Uh, I think that's his name. I've never the met singer? him. Tony knows him. Yeah. I think that's him. Tony knows him. That's I've never met him. But I've been to see Ghost Ship because I know Dagna and I know Parker. Yeah. And it's more of this kind of stuff. It's it's and I just um given that Richie is good friends with Parker. I've already got that smile on my face, like, hoping for, you know, shows that where they for the together. show where the two of <laughs> them are playing together, because so it's like, I know where I'm going to be that night. This is going to be killer. Keep me posted, yeah, too. Yeah, exactly. That sounds like I show to yeah, check out, exactly. for sure. We're not going to want to miss that. Yeah, so, yeah. Nice. Right on. And
1: I'm going to lie to my wife and be like, it's a really cool folk band. You
4: should
1: come. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just
2: buy her a couple cocktails, man. She'll be up Thanks front. Me for, she'll oh turn to you and be God. like, Jeff, you heard that drummer? <laughs> She's in the pit. <laughs> Exactly. Oh, man, Richie,
1: Props to you, man. I'm so stupid. Yeah, you sent much love, man. Much love. Uh, yeah, Thank absolutely. You. That, and and thanks for the the love that you gave to the podcast. I didn't I didn't realize you've been listening for that long. It's awesome. That's very very cool. Uh, we got one more. My buddy Rick, um, you know him, Rick Rumble. Yeah, yeah, does yeah. Does radio in uh, Norfolk, uh, Virginia, and he sent something to me, and it, one of his listeners did a prank, and he's like, I thought you get a kick out of this. Uh, I guess you know you know how sometimes you get these phone calls from the IRS, quote unquote, like mm-hmm. these scammers. So this guy, who is one of their listeners, decided to turn the tables and record the call with the IRS person, and the premise is hilarious, because he's saying that his taxes got all screwed up because he was was paying some guy to teach him karate, whose name is Mr. Miyagi. So (laughs) if you know the karate kid- this is going to I mean it's already funny well, Even if you don't Pat
2: Morita Is not going to sue The podcast for well, this Well he's you know? dead So you don't have to worry about it Oh, so oh we're is safe. Pat Morita Yeah he died a while ago well, He waxed off yeah. He did wax off
1: <laughs> uh, the, the
2: listener's name is Jonathan So I want to
1: give props So I guess he's a salesman That wasn't cool I'm he's
2: sorry, sorry. <laughs> 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 It's okay A little rub just cracks up like, yeah. Well he's dead
1: uh, So yeah So even if you're not A Karate Kid fan You'll probably find this funny But if you're a Karate Kid fan Or know the movie You're going to find this Freaking hilarious And when the
4: I M S you Fine. They found that there isn't still an amount that is outstanding that he owed to the IRS due to this miscalculation.
5: So you're telling me Mr. Miyagi filed my taxes wrong? Yeah, exactly, but there isn't some mistake while filing the taxes. Well, this is on him. I mean, I've been doing odd jobs for this old man. Um, <laughs> I wash his cars, I build his deck, I paint expenses. fences, and in trade, he's just supposed to—he's supposed to teach me karate. I've been getting picked on by these guys, and he's like, "I'll teach you to protect wow. yourself." So I've—I I've put all this into his hands, and now you're telling me he's screwing me on my taxes? The reason we are just giving you a call to let you know that today we will have to start a legal action on your name. I send an
4: investigating officer to come and see you personally. <laughs> In the next 25 minutes, with all the documentation and notice, after which we will have to take you into the custody for a jail time of six months, which will be non-renewable. Now listen to this. Somebody's coming to
5: take me into custody.
4: Exactly.
5: That old son of a bitch. If he what, would have been teaching me karate like he was supposed that- to, I'd be able to defend myself when this guy gets here. So Daniel,
4: relax and listen to me carefully,
5: okay? It's hard I to relax not. when you tell me someone's coming to arrest me, okay. and I should know karate by this time. <laughs> and then this old son of a bitch screwed me on my taxes, and now someone's coming to take me to jail.
4: So now you tell me what you want
5: to do. Then you want you to rectify this case okay. or not? No. What I want to do is stay and fight. I'm not going to be picked on anymore by some asshole and a skeleton Halloween costume. (laughs) You send your best over here and I'll defend myself. (laughs) All right. And there you go, <laughs> dude. I love you,
2: right, <laughs> man? You are my now, yeah, dude. Yes, that was epic.
1: That was I was great. in tears when I first heard. It. I've been doing all these odd jobs, and when he says like, you know, painting the fence, yeah, I like, built oh his my God. deck. I
2: washed his cars. I painted his fence. <laughs> you know what scares me though? Is I'm listening to this lady, and I'm imagining that, like, hey, there's this IRS debt, blah 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 blah. You yeah. can clear this up now, otherwise we're sending someone to take into custody. If someone, I mean, I can just imagine like the. Oh, God, okay, what do I got to give you today? Yeah. Right. You know, lady, yeah. whoever you are, lady scammer. I hope that you. I'm awful, sorry. Burn awful. in hell, honey. Burn yeah, in hell. That's terrible. Much, dude. Yeah,
1: that's why I mean, like, you, you really need that's to. Rough. If that's you get not a call cool. like that, just be like, I'll call you right back, and then call the actual. IRS. Yeah, I'm gonna IRS. need to call you
2: back after I contact my attorney or something. Right, but that's wow.
1: That way, God forbid, if it is true, which typically is not, but if it was true, something about that, at least, could you imagine, like one It'd be time, be like, if another get...
2: IRS agent called him, like, "Sir, listen, please don't physically assault us. We're not going to take you into custody." <laughs> Uh, we just want to discuss something. Please don't punch anyone. We'll be like, oh, dude, oh, God. (laughs) I'm so sorry. (laughs) (laughs) I thought you were a scam. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Let's check out another voicemail. I think we have another one. That was awesome. (laughs) Yeah, that was
1: brilliant. Hey, Topsy! Oh, wait.
5: (laughs) (laughs) I mean...
1: Hey,
4: Glenn (laughs) Kenny! No, I'm
5: just kidding, guys. Uh, I'm very excited to... Uh, be a part of the podcast uh, I love you guys you guys are great of course shout out to Toppy and Mono
1: absolutely uh, love but, those guys
5: uh, my question for Glenn is uh, when can we get this mixtape started well uh, let's do it up we should probably talk let's about do that do it up
3: we should talk about Mix Fest. I mean, you guys are working on I don't know if we're going to do right? it. With, yeah.
2: with my luck, that dude's 20 years old and he's sitting somewhere right now <laughs> cursing the three of us out. Just cursing the three of us and out. And this man. is insult to injury that yeah, we
4: just
1: played man. his voicemail. We're like, well, it's October 8th and you're not invited. Bah, 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 bah. Bah. Hopefully you're over 21, and if you are a brother, please come and hang out yeah. with us, because it's going to yeah. be a fun Absolutely everybody's got to put it in their calendar. October 8th. October 8th, which is right
2: around my birthday. Studio 7. Yeah. Studio 7. And he got his fun in, too. The minute he goes, hey, I just sunk down in my yeah. chair, man. My like, <laughs> hey. guy. Maybe we don't want you there. No, it's good, Ed. Oh. It's cool. I'll take a ribbing. It's good, man. Nah, no, obviously. Those guys are family to me, bro. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm not here to replace. And that's, I can't replace and anyone. It's not like. No, that, you just got to do you, you, you know? man. And that was
1: the whole point yeah. behind, like, before. I mean, obviously, I had the thought in my head. And then I still wanted it These to are wait. These irreplaceable people, and that was man. yeah. It's 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 like no, none. There's never been any intention of let's act like they don't exist. I mean, we've had so many amazing experiences with both Nick and Top Shelf, and but we are in a position where the show must go on. And I was like, okay, well, Rev and I will do it for a while because I didn't feel like it would be fair to anybody to walk into that position because it's just not fair uh, to the listeners and to whoever jumps on the show, and I already had in the back of my mind that, oh, Glenn would be fun, and I knew we were talking about podcasting together, Mm -hmm. and then the light bulb went off on my head right before I contacted you, which was, you know, like a week before you came on the podcast, and it was well, if we wanna do it and we don't have the time, but we have the time here let's and if it works it. for his schedule and that's what it was about and you're like, I can make that work for my schedule I was like, Well crap, let's make it happen. Yeah. This is perfect. And I really do love this this dynamic of the three of us. Totally. And it's been like the one texture says, and I agree, it's just bring a whole new life to the podcast and it's it's thanks to you, Glenn. Oh, um, uh, and I'm excited to see Aww. what... Aww. Yeah. <laughs> I'm having a blast with this. I hope Reb I am too. I love you guys. Yeah. Thanks for having totally. me.
2: Totally. Uh, uh,
1: we do have a couple more text messages and then we'll get the hell out of here so text. everyone... Uh, this one. And, and again, you can leave us an email. Make, the Migscast... Wait, is it makes The Migscast. cast man, It's your email, bro. <laughs> What's this show called, man? <laughs> like, if I want I mean, to talk to you, a, I just send you a text. It's the Revcast at Revcast.org. <laughs> TheMigscast at gmail.com. I had to look at Richie's email to find it again. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Thanks, Richie. Richie, yeah Coming through in more ways oh than my one. Goodness.
1: Uh, or you leave us a voicemail, <laughs> I mean, 206 253-271-4787. There you go. Uh, that's for a voicemail. Call me now. Call me now. We'll
2: read your messages. <laughs> for your free read. Uh, hey, uh, Steve. Uh, she's dead, too. Oh, is Miss Cleo dead? Yeah. I yeah. wonder if she saw it coming. <laughs> Probably not. <laughs> call me uh, uh, Call me now. <laughs> this is from
1: Casey. She texted or he texted in. I'm, this I'm sorry. Is, this sucks. Now I'm going to be the guy that called a dude a chick or a chick a dude. Is it a Casey with a K? K-A-C-I-E.
3: That has to be a girl. Okay. I'm sorry if you're a guy and you've got that, your parents hate you. Which
2: makes this you <laughs> know, text even well, better. And now that guy might be out there like, thanks, bro. I mean.
3: Hey, I already called one of our listeners Cat P because I misheard this. And now, oh. and now he works Cat at now the he station. Works here. <laughs> <laughs> I he's one, really of our, he's one of that. our rock stars. He's in a really good yeah, guy. Uh, uh, so it's like, yeah.
1: a, sorry about that, man. <laughs> All right, well, if this is a female, this going to make this text even more awesome. Hey Steve, just started listening to the podcast. Been uh, listening to uh, listening when I've been going to the gym, and it's always awkward when I randomly start laughing and people look at me weird. So I had a question for you guys. I've been talking about having to poop lately, and it never fails when I get on the treadmill and start running, I have to poop. So what do you guys? So what? What for you guys? Uh, uh, ever been a time where you do blank that you have to poop? Where every time you do blank, you have to poop. Eat. Thanks for the great podcast.
2: I think Keep there's it There's a up. cocaine joke there, but I'm not going to make it, man. Oh, yeah. I got one. Not... Oh, God. Playing
3: what? hockey. Is it just like right when you get on the ice? You're just it's like, like I as soon as he gets all that right.
2: gear
1: on, man. It's right when I get to the rank, no matter how many times I've cleaned out the pipes, I have to go number two. And I just Yeah. Okay. Yeah, Same yeah, thing with that, yeah. stage announcements. Mm. Right oh, before Allison really? Chains. I thought I was going to have an accident in my oh, pants. Oh, that's
2: terrible! That's it's stressful, be- man. Because of the
1: nerves, man. I I know that people think like, and and I had a lot of positive feedback from that stage announcement that people thought I was just like, just up yeah, there, just it. just doing Dude, you're my up thing, there just
2: trying so hard not to S yourself,
1: not, at least not <laughs> fart. I did not want to be the guy that left
2: like a, a oh. black cloud over. Oh, that'd be hilarious! Yeah, Jerry gets up there, he's like, oh, who just farted? Well, all singers have to take a deep breath, you know, before they <laughs> start. <You> just... <laughs> What about you guys?
1: Do you have something that no matter where no matter how many times you do blank, it always leads to you having in, in the
2: I drink a lot of coffee. Yeah. Um and in the mornings, man, it's always halfway through that second cup. It's just a trigger. So um so it's always a morning thing for me, uh to you know, I leave the house basically yeah. you know So not even like before you, When you play a show, you don't have those kind of nerves? No, no, no. Um, al- alcohol controls that for me. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, I've never um, really. It's always like, oh man, yeah, that makes sense. I just pounded a large ice. Like yesterday, man, I was driving back from Bellevue and I bought a giant iced coffee. And it's the thing, they give you that straw that's bigger around the normal straw. Jug, jug, so jug. You hit it twice and it's yeah. gone. And then, you know, you suddenly can feel every hair follicle <laughs> on your head. That's why I don't get iced coffees. And uh, I, love, I love getting,
1: like, I get uh, vanilla lattes and I love it. them. And I love iced versions. But you quench, and they're gone. But it's like two sips, like you said, and it's gone. Whereas with the hot one, even in the summer, I get it
2: because it, it's like it lasts a half hour. Well, I'm I'm I was in traffic from basically Bellevue all the way down to the Cloverdale Business Park south of town, and I'm talking a series of daggers in my abdomen, oh. just knifing pain, sweats, rocking back and forth, and I made it. Life was good, but congratulations. Yeah, for me, it's always coffee related. I'm not a, a nervous esser, I guess. Um, yeah, I'm not- That's a, a good band. I have, I have, I have, I have uh, urinated in my pants before when I was intoxicated and stuck in an elevator. And it was interesting, my body didn't let it all go. It was happening, though. Yeah, and I was, the elevator was really slow, and I'm kind of dancing, right. and, and I was having a party, so my apartment was already full, and I'm in the elevator just kind of, please God, please God, please God. And my body just went, hey, look, man, we're not going to let it all out, but we just got to release a little pressure. Yeah, a little pressure And release. just a pffs, And the front of my, oh, and then I still had a full, you know, a nice full bladder. bladder. You just got to walk in there. Hey, guys. And I walk into my party. I'm like, hey, everyone. You know, I peed my pants. I peed my pants. It's Give me cool a minute now. to change. And what's great is my, my friends friend are like. Madison. They're all like, "All oh, right, on Cannon." And no one even. It's like, well, of course, Glenn. Of course, Glenn peed himself. It's all good. You <laughs> know, no that one that held it against <laughs> me. Everyone was cool. <laughs> and that means everybody that was cool with it also has done that. Itself. Oh yeah. Like, oh, what's up, buddy? Right yep. on. Well, been there. we've been drinking hard. We're partying. You were stuck in that elevator, weren't you? Like everyone just immediately was like, "It's all good." That's brother. awesome. Get yourself cleaned up, man. These are the fr- these are the, the people I roll with. The friends <laughs> I have. They understand things like that. Wow. (laughs) What about you, Rev? Uh, I mean, pretty much everything.
3: Yeah, it's basically just food for me. Uh, The nerves, uh, it'll do that, but I can really alleviate that by just not eating anything. If I've got something that I know that I have to do within an hour or so, I just won't eat anything to make sure I don't have that. No bullet in the gun, basically. Yeah, because it'll hit me, and... It's one of those where I I've got I've got IBS and I've got those issues and it really is helpful uh, depending on what I eat it, it right. helps a lot but I just it, I don't risk it anymore like right now uh, it, it's rough because if I've had like a hard night the the night before or like on a Sunday night
1: and we did yesterday
3: Oh or yeah or even on the weekend like the next day could be terror because I gotta drive up from Tacoma. And I had one of those where like halfway halfway up here I still got it's like I know I got 20 minutes and I still got to pick up Chris cuz we carpool every once in a while it's like I'm going to have to stop at his house and while his wife is sleeping and just pollute the place, fortunately... Which is kind of awesome. <laughs> it's, Honey, I left you a gift. It's, it's not mine, though. It's kind
1: hilarious. Yeah.
3: But at the same point, I got to look at her in the eye at some point later on no, in our don't. lives. Oh, God. So
2: <laughs> Again, uh, alcohol, man. Oh, this wasn't even alcohol, man. This no, is I'm just even, w- When work. you have to look her in the eye again, oh, just have you a couple okay, shots, yeah. you'll be like, hey, look.
1: <laughs> Where, where's your bar? I'll be right back. Yeah, right. Dude, uh, yesterday... So, yeah, a lot of
3: the food stuff.
1: Yesterday, we did the, the Blazing Wing Challenge at... Yes. Wildlings. Sorry, I couldn't make it, fellas. <laughs> oh, it's all right, Don't man. Don't be. But, dude, <laughs> Rev, Rev lasted, what, two and a half
3: wings? I, I ate three full wings. Okay. I, it was, because you have six minutes, I ate two wings in a minute, and then I spent the next three minutes staring at that third wing. I just couldn't do it. My body wouldn't let me. I couldn't move it towards my face.
1: We had five of us. Only two completed it. That was uh, Chris from our show, Uncle Chris. He did it in five minutes and 40-ish seconds. Yeah. yeah. And then yours truly. I finished it with one second to spare. Five fifty nine. How bad
2: was it? Was it
1: for me? I know some of the guys. We had Danny on our show. He it it was too hot for him. The spice didn't bother me. The 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 heat of the the sauce. It was. I thought very tasty. It was hot. Like after we were done, then my mouth went on fire.
2: My mouth's watering like hell right now. By the
1: way, I'm sweating. You would like them. The hardest part about that challenge is that they're freshly cooked, so they're hot, hot. So they're
2: temperature hot. See, I don't think I could do that. That's the bummer. I mean, I would, eat, part I would of eat a ch- blowtorch, but when it's hot out of the oven, you are it's like... It's yeah. hard to hold. And you've yeah. got to use your chew. hands. So you're burning your fingertips trying to eat it. And, and that's just, part of yeah, the yeah, challenge, yeah. though.
1: Like, I thought, oh, well, maybe we asked them to let them cool off for a minute, but that's part of the, the challenge. Uh, so, is, so they know. They yeah. know. Oh, yeah. But... Dude, it was fun. It was it was a definite beating. Like it's for me it was all about just stay the course, never <laughs> slow down, just keep eating them. It's a bummer though cuz you're like forcing to eat these things and then you get full and then you realize I just wasted an awesome lunch at Buffalo Wild Wings. I didn't get to really enjoy it. Whereas I would have rather had all these different
2: sauces. Let's mm-hmm. do a makeup, like, since I couldn't join you guys. Let's we'll find a time. Well, but let's not do the challenge. No, let's no, just no. all I just go some... enjoy. Yeah. Yes. I, I yeah. love yeah.
3: their third hottest, the mango habanero. Those oh, are so good. Those are so good. I love their dry rubs. Those are my favorites. Yeah, the dry rubs are
2: amazing, too. I've like... never eaten at a Buffalo Wild Wings. Oh!
1: All right, let's find a, a time maybe. So when it's when it's
2: convenient, man. Well, right. see the way we got the pizza place down in Tacoma, we have to hit. Yeah, Delia's. Yeah. So you know we we'll, we we'll, we'll got to arrange this stuff, God, man. I spent the uh, you know there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, we'll figure it out. But All yeah, right. absolutely, dude. It's, but so
1: then uh, Danny he texted everybody on the group text and he's like, hey, "How's everybody's stomachs doing?" And Rev sent a bunch of poop emojis. Mm-hmm. <laughs> My response was. I'm fine. Like, I mean, I just ate dinner. You were good. Nothing's wrong. And I feel like that jinxed me, though. Because after I hung up the phone, I'm watching more TV with my wife, and I go, all of a sudden, yeah, it hit me, and it hit me hard. And I'm like, Mm -hmm. I got to go upstairs. And that joke of it being just a spicy... On the way Coming out, out. Oh, so yeah. true, dude. Oh, yeah. Chris was in the bathroom today at work,
3: and you, you know you can you can see the shoes. His, you his know feet who' are it shuffling, is. and yeah, it was just like, "How
2: you doing in there, Chris?" He's just like, "Not good." It sounds like someone poking a little puppy or something. Oh, <laughs> yeah, it was it yeah. stung
1: twice. I had to take care of that, but
2: yeah. oh. so that was that. But I mean, all
1: in all, it was a fun experience. It was fun, like just group bonding. Like we're all just suffering, yeah. even though not all of us finished it. It was like oh, we yeah. all experienced it.
3: And at the end, I mean, Steve had two wings to go in like thirty seconds. So everyone's just Steve, Steve, yeah, Steve. Everyone awesome. wanted him to complete ah. it because he was so close and, and when wanna, he got it,
1: yeah. everyone cheered. That's and great, my wife man. always says she's like no matter she's like I have to always worry about you because whatever you do, you refuse to quit. Yeah. Like yeah. whether it be like jogging or this or that and she could see like okay, you're you're pushing it past your threshold. I'm like but I haven't hit the goal that I said I wanted to hit. I'm not going to stop. I don't stop until I do. It's yeah. just who I am as a person. She's like your resolve is ridiculous, but sometimes you just need to not because you're going to hurt yourself. So that was that moment <laughs> where I'm like, I am not having that timer end. So I'm like, just, like, just powering <laughs> these wings back. And then they bring us milk, and they brought us, and that was so glorious. The Guinness I drank after that challenge was the greatest tasting Guinness I've ever had. Like it's true. It's like the, the beer or alcohol does help deal with the heat.
2: Well, it's, it's milk, and isn't it sugar also Yeah, she brought some sugar. She brought milk and, and ice, ice cream. cream. And oh, so the, they let you put the fire out. Oh, afterwards, yeah. Because I, I ate one of the, whatever it was. The, the Blazin? At, at Wing Dome. Oh, oh seven yeah, alarm. there's Seven Alarm, M- yeah. My photo is on the, the Wing Dome, if it's still there over yeah. in the Green Lake area. Mm-hmm. You can see my photo, and I ate that thing, and there was no sugar, there was no oh. milk. Yeah, because you got to, like, There, was, only, you there like, was laughter. And yeah. You know, yeah, oh,
3: and the the, the staff, they love it. Oh, they, they were eating love up. witnessing yeah. all of this because yeah. people's people are dumb enough to come up. Well, there, and there, do there it. were people
2: at nearby tables who were like, "Oh, you're gonna do it," and I'm like, "Yeah, man, my brother-in-law bought me the wing. I'm gonna do it. I love him." You know, all right. Uh-huh. And we'd already had I'd already had a bunch of delicious wings. I, so love I was like, being "I'll in my and yeah, dude." People nearby that were considering doing it after watching me. We're like nah, yeah, we're cool. Well, yeah. it's funny
1: because we get there at like eleven yeah. fifteen. They just open, and we sit down, and they're like, "Well, what do you guys want for lunch?" We're like, "The we challenge." All, we all want to do the blazing wing challenge, <laughs> and our waitress is like, "Really?" And then that was Mimi, and then Jess, who's like kind of like manager slash waitress too. She overhears and goes, "You guys are really going to do it?" And she jump like it's almost like she like like won the lottery. Oh, sure, really? She's like, we haven't you done this in a too. while. And then she's like, "You guys were the most fun because." It, Which blows my mind that someone would be a jerk to the waitresses, but she's like, sometimes people are just jerks after this, Like, like they get mad. Because of the pain. It's like you knew what you walked into. You're going to lash out at a stranger over a decision that you made. Right. I was like, no, you were awesome. You were like the best coach. She was making fun of us. She was coaching us. You can't get
2: angry with I've made. She's a sweetheart. It's Mm -hmm. like punching the tattoo artist because it hurt. Right. What's wrong with you? Yeah. Yeah. People are really mean. Oh, that's it. That bums me out to hear that. Yeah. And some of
3: it was because she would warn you. It's like afterwards, you've got all this sauce on your hands. And this sauce is legit. Like, if you go to the bathroom, make sure you wash your hands like three or four times before you. Do your business, because it will burn. And then she said she'd have guys come out and, like, swear at her because they didn't do what she told them to do. now they got a burning doll. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Right. You have hot sauce on your hands. Yeah. Honestly, you do not even need
2: the waitress to tell you not to touch things. Right. It's not that hard. It's not rocket science. These people are issued driver's licenses and allowed to have children. Yes. I'm just throwing that out there. Didn't have sense enough not to grab a hold of your own unit raising a child. I'm just throwing that out there. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Dumbasses. Oh, we got one more text, and then we'll (laughs) roll on out of here. This
1: is great. Did you see Vanilla Ice meltdown at the airport? It's hilarious. What? This just came out this morning. I just got that text right before- I thought that guy
2: was all better now.
1: Well, this is what- So I guess he went, uh, according to the story, went off on a Delta Airlines employee after he missed his flight. And of course, much props to whoever was watching this, decided to pull out their phone and videotape the meltdown. Um, And according to the YouTube post, the person said, I didn't catch most of his temper tantrum. My husband and I were at the Atlanta airport this afternoon. We saw Vanilla Ice. He walked up to board 10 minutes after the cutoff Mm. for boarding, and he was talking on his phone. Now, of course, the male employee said, I can't allow you on the plane. Ice Ice Baby threw his ticket at the guy and started cursing at him. The guy walked away. Five minutes later, a woman employee came to the desk. He started cursing at the woman and threw the, his ticket at her as well. Ooh, isn't then, that technically
2: assault? Right. I mean, it's yeah, like, isn't that technically yeah, assault? Technically, yeah. It's
1: like, bro. You missed it because you were, I guess he was preoccupied on his phone. Well, he, he was there. something at a woman. Oh, I'm not really digging on that.
3: that's your own yeah. Right? Stupid there was ticket. Fault.
2: So I guess that's when the that's person- That's part of that liberal war on women is what that is. It is, and that's <laughs> what we're in the middle of. And so this
1: person at that point said, I'm going to start filming. And uh, so here's a clip. We could kind of hear him yelling, and you'll hear it right here. You
5: well, sit right giving my ticket, and so step aside. Plus, I'm sitting right here. No one has called me. No one said uh, final call, nothing. Right there. You didn't want me.
3: am sitting in the freaking line right here. I'm thinking all these people are in line to board. I'm behind them right here. Didn't even say anything.
2: I mean, at what point, though, do you not look at your watch and say... Sounds like he was on his phone and wasn't paying attention. Yep. Yeah. And then he wasn't willing to go, oh, God, I was dicking around on my phone and not paying attention, and right. now... And I've had that happen where like
1: months and I were going to something in LA and we were not sitting in our section because it was packed, so we were sitting near it and we were just playing on our phone talking and then I looked at my phone and I'm like, dude. Yeah, you got to keep your eyes It's peeled. five minutes after boarding and sure. then we go over there and there were still people milling about because there's multiple gates and we're like- have you started boarding? Like, yeah, yeah, we're we're pretty much close to being done boarding. And I'm like, oh my gosh, we're sorry, but yeah. it was our fault.
2: Oh yeah, and you apologize. Well, that's the thing. when you mess you know? up, you know. Hey, is there anything you can do for me, sir? I'm sorry. Right. Uh, okay. What's the next flight? Because it's all yeah. Just be an adult. And this is where it gets even better. So
1: some guy, which I don't know, I, I probably wouldn't even bother getting involved in this. And I enjoy a good confrontation. But somebody decided <laughs> with vanilla ice that they're going to repr- like give him a lesson in why, he, like, hey, you're oh, an God. idiot, kind of a that's thing. A bad
2: Move. He's a bit unstable, <laughs> right? So,
1: <laughs> this meltdown part I enjoyed also because Vanilla Ice is like just basically like, "Hey, shut up! I'm not talking to you."
5: you gotta watch the monitor.
2: Hey, I don't need any information from you, man. Shut, the shut, the up. Up. shut your mouth! I don't
3: need
1: anything from you. You don't work here. Shut up.
3: <laughs> and he's not wrong either
1: I just have the hey man you gotta really watch the monitor I don't need the right? information from you shut the F <laughs> up I, I don't
3: want to start anything but you should pay some attention
1: and here's oh, even more of the story man. according to uh, this person this witness and this is the best part I wish this was on audio and video he stormed out of the area screaming and cursing at a man who was trying to help the employee the guy had a teenage mutant ninja turtle shirt on and Vanilla Ice commented on how he didn't deserve to wear that shirt and needed to take it off. <laughs> what? Well, you don't support the man who uh, did the ninja rap. Go, ninja. Go, go, Remember, ninja, go. Vanilla Ice did the theme song for Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2. Yeah. Called n- Turtle Rap or something. Yeah, it's like the that ninja That happened? Rap. As a yeah. grown
2: man, he
1: I'll, I'll rapped yeah. about turtles? Yeah. Yeah, I'll
3: find ah, it. Go, go again. ninja. Go, ninja. No. Go. Really? Oh, yeah. That was big in my youth. Then you
2: don't have the right to be mad about anything, ever.
3: And I think he even did it at the premiere of the new Ninja Turtles movie, too. He did, he did. Like, yeah, he's riding that one, continually riding that one to the bank. I I
2: mean, I don't want to be that guy, but at what point do I say, bro, I don't need a check that bad. (laughs) It's going to be a huge hit movie. (laughs) Right. I don't need a check that bad. No way. It's called Ninja Rap. That's a creative name. I wouldn't have thought to name it ninja rap to rap about ninjas.
1: This is available on his the best of vanilla I C D. There's a best of huh? two songs.
3: Glenda's face the green gonna rock the town
0: being seen. and roll the place with the power of the
2: You don't to the need to check space. that bag. If you can see, if you guys can see Rev, his eyes are shut. His smile is huge. <laughs> it's just so great. I'm just looking at your face, the disbelief in your face. Rev, Glenn's reaction is my favorite.
1: Right,
0: yeah. I know. Well, I just.
2: Because he didn't have kids. He did this for money. Yes. Oh,
0: yeah.
2: I. Yeah, I mean, if you had kids, you'd be like, hey, man, look, my kids love the Turtles. I'd be like, dude, I straight up respect that. But he did this yeah. for cash. And just yeah. to answer your question, Rev, there are 10 songs on the Best of Vanilla Ice. There's 10 of them. You there's know, there's other ice eight Baby. you didn't know about. There's Get With It. Play Wait. that funky music. Pull me back in off the balcony. Please don't drop me. <laughs> yes. Yeah, su- 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 trick night. Now I flip houses for a living, living, living. He didn't tell he got canned from that one. Yeah. Oh, he got canned? I didn't know that. It was something
3: like that. He, there was some real I thought he issues. was
2: doing like, well. He's like, I've calmed down. Now I flip houses. I've got a good life. I thought. He got in trouble because he was, uh,
1: rumor had it, they were stealing stuff from other houses to use yeah. for his houses.
2: Oh, no. There's some real
1: shady, weird that stuff, That guy man. just
2: can't pull it together.
1: As, as it was this... all
2: that styling
1: gel. I know it, man.
2: Oh.
3: <laughs> seeped into his brain, as this
1: story uh, says. In it, what
2: a douche, douche baby. <laughs> nice, dude. I will say, uh, uh, I don't I hate to date myself, but as a teen, uh-huh. I did smoke a bunch of hash and go see Cool as Ice in the theater. Oh, good job. Job. <laughs> and and under the influence of hash, it was an incredible film.
3: Well, yeah, <laughs> I did that. Any other way? Good God, yeah.
2: Oh man, I think uh,
1: that's pretty much it. But before no, we wait, get out, now of here, we have to stop. Yeah, I mean, how do you? How do, what do you? How do you follow that? We, uh, yeah, you know, how you follow Whoa. that. Let's one more time in case you forgot. My exclusive interview with Pearl Jam. Good
5: you, brother. Thanks. <laughs> yeah, I'm again, and you know.
1: There we go. Let's get out of here. Another fun podcast, fellas. Yeah. Go ninja. 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 <laughs> Look at that, we're in sync. Don't forget, Migs Fest, October 8th, Studio 7, where we perform Ninja Rap live. Go,
2: Delta, go, Delta, go! I, go believe, Delta. I believe Ten Miles Wide's gonna be covering it. Oh, is that, oh yeah. I'll talk to John right away and see. <laughs> hey, see, Jonathan. See, Steve, yeah, yeah. this is what happens you make a joke like yeah. that, and oh, now Ninja dude. Rap's gonna be at Migs Fest. I'll hit up Beckman and be like, dude, really, Ten Miles Wide has to cover it, or you're off. The, <laughs> Steve said he didn't want you on the show. I dude. have to be and They'll probably be like, fine, we're not doing the show. <laughs> But what if they said, fine, we actually do do that song? I'd lo- I would love to hear Jonah sing that. It'd, It'd be all heartfelt. We'd be like, dude, that ninja song brought me to tears. That guy's that good.
1: Oh, my god. And goodness. then Vanilla Ice shows up and goes, I didn't ask you to cover that song. Go F off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't need information from you. Check out Windowpane, uh, windowpane.net, Glenn Cannon. Love you guys. Have a, have a great week.
0: Uh, for the Rev, mm-hmm. oh, yeah, I'm Steve Miggs. Thank you for listening to the cast. Stay positive.